from the KISS 92.5 studios in Toronto, Canada. This is Roz yes. and Mocha. <laughs> it's Roz and Mocha. What's going on? Hey, guys, this is Bruno Mars. This is Selena Gomez. Chain Smokers. Lady Gaga. Calvin Harris. Celestia Carr. This is Ed Sheeran. You're listening to my boys, Roz and Mocha. Roz and Mocha. My, my boys, Roz and Mocha. The Roz and Mocha Show. Uh, between Roz and Mocha, who is your favorite? Roz. Mocha. Roz. Roz. I think Mocha. You guys are so funny, man. Congratulations, Lisa! You just won a thousand dollars. That is amazing. Y'all just made my entire morning. Keep it up. You guys are awesome, man. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. What's going on, Danielle? Not too much. I think it's uh, overdue for a spelling contest with with Maury. Spelling contest? Who's he gonna yeah. Who's he gonna compete against? Um, Mocha. Where's the fun in that? <laughs> Fine, Roz, you do it. No, it's like boxing a baby. <laughs> no, nobody wants nobody wants to see that. That's unenjoyable for anybody. <laughs> oh, enjoyable uh, for me. No, no, but I will tell you this. You know what I have been collecting? Tell me. Is uh, I've been I've been collecting riddles, more riddles. I got a whole stack of them because um, I want to start doing more of them. Because watching uh, Maury struggle through riddles, and I think that it's very easy for people to play along. You don't have to look at anything on your phone in the car. You can just sit and listen and try and figure it out too so i've been collecting riddles and uh so we'll get set up for that why don't you give us a minute and then we'll get set up for that we'll come back and do a riddle we'll get the no no cat ready and (laughs) (laughs) um, uh, and we'll see if maury can solve uh solve another one today perfect thank you danielle have a great day thank you you too bye this is the Roz and mocha show podcast well, it's riddle time. I got riddles on riddles. Damn it, Maury coming in here. Bringing those sweet cheeks in here, my love. Woo-hoo-hoo. Damn. Um, okay. Much? <laughs> <laughs> it's not even my birthday. Uh, I know. Come on. Uh, Maury, how are you feeling today? I'm great. How are you? Good. So you're ready for this? For what? A riddle? Yeah. Do you, What do you need? Do you need a pen in front of you? Am I allowed? You said I'm never allowed to do that. Nah, I don't know. Maybe I'll let you do it this time. So the riddle is, oh, Mocha, do you have the no-no cat ready? <laughs> do I have the no-no cat ready? <laughs> Giving away the no-no cat is my favorite part of doing riddles. No, 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 no. Uh, okay, Maury, the riddle is this, and uh, feel free to play along at home. Uh, Maury, are you ready? Yes, sir. Okay, here we go. You enter a room. Enter room. <laughs> he actually wrote enter room on a piece of paper. There are 34 people. 34 people? You kill 30. 30 killed. How many people are in the room? Four. Incorrect. Incorrect. Go through the things that you know. Okay, you've entered the room. Yes. There are 34 people in the room, and I have killed 30 of them. So how many people are in the room? There are three people in the room. Absolutely How did you get to three? Explain three to us. Because I thought the trick was I'm one of the people in the room. Okay. But if you were one of the people in the room, how many people would there be in the room? 33, not including myself. Okay. You you enter a room. You enter a room. I've entered room. There's 34 people. Yes. You kill 30. Yes. How many people are in the room? Four. That was the first that was your first wrong guess. Why do you shake your head in disgust? That was your that was your first wrong guess. Okay. No, he's not gonna flirt with you anymore. Okay, <laughs> okay. talk us talk us through what, what are you thinking here? Can I like literally enter the room? Uh, well, yeah, but then you have to go find no, because no, no. Just sit your ass down. 
<laughs> I was like, and for a second, I was like, going to let him Listen, do that. Man, and, and I was just going to say, we can't have 30 more people <laughs> no, in here. No, but I thought no. I had to walk it out. No, okay. Okay. if you need to stand, you can You can do anything you need to do. I've entered the room. Yes. Uh, Mari, welcome! Yay! Hey! 34 of you, how are you? Right. I'm feeling great, we're alive. Okay, bang, 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 30 of them are dead. Okay, yes. Uh, and then you said how many people are in the room? Correct. Four. Okay, incorrect. <laughs> That's now that's now the fourth time you've given the wrong answer. I okay. know, but like you're not hearing me. Okay, but you were you were you on to something at the beginning when you said are you or are you not included in the 34? Are 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 not. Excuse me. <laughs> okay. So what other way could you do this? Were you including yourself in the 34 or were you not including yourself in the 34? The second time I was, when I said that there are 33 people in the room including me makes 34. And then you said, no, no, no. So then now I'm like, okay, well then I don't know. What so, if you take 34 and then you add yourself to that? Then there's 35. Okay, so do it that way then. Oh, okay, so there are five people in the room. No. <laughs> you walked me into that, you buffoon. I'm the buffoon. <laughs> okay, hold I'm on, hold the on. buffoon. Okay, everyone, just shush for a minute. This now okay. with riddles more. I, I'm gonna uh, rearticulate this to you and everybody else listening. The trick to these riddles, okay, is to only make your decision based on the things you know. You enter a room. There are 34 people. Yeah. You kill 30. How many people are in the room? Okay, so what do I know? I've walked into the room. There are 34 people. I killed 30. How many Correct. people are in the room? <laughs> there are 34 people in the room. Because even though they're dead, they're still people. I was like, it's, you were going to like be it's like. 34 plus you, so there's 35 people in the room. Well, you didn't say that at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> No, but you're supposed to say that as the answer. <laughs> uh, again, if you have a riddle, just hit me up on uh, on Instagram or hit Mocha up. Uh, how do they email? Can people still email us? Do people still yeah, do that? Just for a minute here. <laughs> yes, no, what? no, I need to argue this. You need to argue what? You enter the room. There are 34 people, 30 people. Nowhere did you say you enter the room. Now there are 35 people in the room. You didn't word it that way. I didn't. I said you enter the room. There are 34 people. What you know is you entered a room and there's 34 people. So there's a, there's a variable in there, but logic would say you enter a room of 34 people, you kill 30. I didn't ask how many people were still alive. Yeah, yeah but logic didn't say that. I know, but it's how many people. People, Dead people are still people. I it's know. how many people are in the room. Yes, but you didn't say when you said... <laughs> you know what? It doesn't matter. <laughs> This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. There's a new champion on YouTube for most viewed video ever. Oh, really? That's a big deal, is it not? Huge. Because, like, not not like the most in one specific category. Like, it's not like the most viewed music video or movie. Like, it's like overall the most viewed. Yes. Okay, here we go. Because if you remember, for like two years straight, Despacito, yeah, Louis Fonsi, right. Daddy Yankee had been reigning supreme, over seven billion views on yeah. YouTube. And there's one video, one song that actually oh, it's a song, another song now has that top honor. When you go through the list of the top 10, uh, 3.3 billion views, Sorry by Justin Bieber is in at number 10. Number nine is a song called Learning Colors. 
uh, Colorful Eggs on a Farm that was uploaded on uh, Feb 27th of 2018 with 3.6 billion views. Oh, it's a kid song. Yeah, of yeah. course. Parents just with the iPad. Repeat, repeat, repeat. There's a couple other kid songs on is this list as well, yeah. Not shocking. Uh, Gangnam Style is in at number eight. Still, huh? Yeah, Uptown Funk from Mark Ronson and Bruno Mars is in at number seven. Yeah. This one, oh my God, when I saw this on the list, yeah. I was like, I'm sure my kid helped contribute to the view count on this video. Go which for is it. Johnny Johnny Yes Papa. Johnny Johnny Eating sugar No Papa what the hell is this? This currently has 4.1 billion views. 4 billion views. Johnny, Johnny. Yes, Papa. Eating sugar. Oh, no, thank you. Yeah. No, thank you. <laughs> then don't come over because no, this is on our YouTube a lot. Oh, my God. Uh, again, these are the, uh, the top viewed videos on YouTube. Kids have terrible taste. And the reason why we're talking about this is because there's a new number one. Uh, In at number five is from a show called Masha and the Bear, which is on Treehouse all the time. Um, 4.3 billion views for this song. (gasps) Or sorry, for this episode. And it's a Russian show, a Russian animated show, which (gasps) when they aired on Treehouse, it's redubbed for... America, or North America. Why this particular episode? Why does this episode have so many views? It's just because it of the nonsense. It's the first one that comes up. Yeah, it's all the nonsense that happens throughout the throughout the episode. Okay. Uh, see you again from Wiz Khalifa and Charlie Puth in at number four. Shapey you in at number three. As we mentioned before, Despacito from Louis Fonsi and Daddy Yankee. Uh, number two. And how many views is Despacito at now? Despacito, which used to be the most viewed video on YouTube, currently sits at 7,038,104,092 views. Oh my God. The video that is now in the top spot with 7,041,423,299 views is... not surprising though at all and another one of the songs where every single night before we put our toddler to bed yeah this is the song i'm singing to him because he loves it so much that's funny because you and i had this conversation with baby shark because when i first heard baby shark roxy learned it at camp and it was before it exploded it was like it was the summer before baby shark happened and i'd never heard it before and i'd never heard anybody sing it a roxy and her friend down the street were always singing this because they learned it at camp, but only the version they learned at camp was violent. Oh, really? Yeah, it was the it it, it the shark attacks the person, and then it's lost an arm, do 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 do, lost an arm, do 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 do, lost an arm, and then it's and it's lost a leg, do 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 do, lost a leg, and then it's CPR, do 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 do, and then you do the hand pumping, arm and a leg. Yeah, you do that. Okay, okay, and then you do that. And they and but because the thing is this is that when the kids do it. 
it. When you lose one arm, you put it behind your back. When you lose another arm, you put it behind your back. When you lose one leg, you put it up. And so the kids are hopping up and down on one leg, and then it becomes oh, CPR, so that's, that's right? The, fun it, the funness okay. of it, right? <laughs> so then it's CPR, do, 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 and then they use the hand pumping motions. Really? And I think it ends with going to heaven, do, 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 do. Oh like, I think it's a full God. shark massacre. And so when I heard it, I was like, I love this. <laughs> I love this. And then I see James Corden singing it, and yeah. I'm like, what the hell is this Why song? It? This ain't Baby Shark. Yeah. Baby Shark's violence. Well, this version of Baby Shark is now the most viewed video on yeah. YouTube of all time. 7,041,423,299 views. <laughs> Yo, you know the song makes like, just on YouTube alone? Yeah. Makes like $5 million? Wow. Just for YouTube views. That's incredible. Lost an arm. Lost an arm. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Okay, so we got a question from someone who's asked to, to remain anonymous, and you'll know why in a sec. Hey, are you there? Hi. How you doing? Good, how are you? We're good. Uh, here is the question that was submitted for the room. Have you ever sent a text to the wrong person, but it was about that person, and it wasn't very nice? Or have you ever sent dirty texts or pictures to the wrong person? It has happened to me, and I can't get over it, LOL. So which part happened to you? Like, all, all those things? Or um, <laughs> you sent something about someone to that person, or was it the dirty picture? Well, recently... Um, the reason why I started thinking about this again was because recently um, I had a friend of mine uh, that I work with and she was covering for me because I had to leave early and she wanted to tell me that the boss came looking for me um, but she said, don't worry, I told him you had an appointment for your son. I did good. I don't think he suspects anything and I never asked her to lie for me I, I, at all and yeah. I don't know why she did that but she ended up texting that to him instead of me oh. and, then, and then suddenly it was rapid fire texting like oh my god i'm sorry i'm so embarrassed this is the wrong person and then she called me crying she's like i did something horrible <laughs> she's like i texted the boss instead of you and i said oh my god you need to fix this but it just made me think about what had happened to me um <laughs> several years ago now which was the second part uh, of my question and it's like super embarrassing and cringeworthy. Like every time I think of it, I get my stomach turned. But um, years ago when I was newly single, um, I didn't have the kids that night. And I was talking to someone and <laughs> I ended up sending um, a really, really lengthy, elaborate, dirty text to him. Yeah. But it wasn't him. Um, oh. <laughs> it was my dad. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and like I said, because their names started with the same letter, and yeah. I had had a bit to drink, so yeah. I accidentally hit him instead. Um, and like, Wait, but why isn't your dad saved in your phone as dad? Uh, because uh, he has two separate numbers. Gotcha. Okay. So I, I have one as for his phone, and then I have another one under his name, just so that I know which phone is which. <laughs> so Anyways, you sent your dad a sext, or were there any pictures attached? Yeah. Well, no, so this is what happened. So I should preface this by saying I come from a really conservative family. Um, like I spent my whole life growing up doing anything and everything I ever did wrong behind their back. And my dad always had, you know, thoughts of me in a certain way. And 
my dad is so conservative. I couldn't even show him. I'm, you know, I'm in my thirties and I, I make sure that he doesn't see my tattoos. Like it's that kind of thing. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. So I accidentally sent that. So I was about to send a picture. Right. But then I realized why haven't I heard back? So when I realized what I had done, I was like, Oh my God, I, I could feel the blood rush from my forehead down into like my chin. I felt sick. And, but I was about to send the picture, but then I realized I, I sent it to him and my, my only hope was that he had lost his phone or something. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, sure enough, eventually I just kept staring and it, it turned to red. Like he had read the text and I was like, oh, oh my God, oh my God. I'm like, God. Lord, take me now. Like, just get me out of and here. And what I, happened? Did he call you or did he text you back? No, no, no. We uh, we did uh, what we always do. We swept it under the rug. We pretended like it never happened. <laughs> like, we <just> have a booth. <laughs> but I couldn't. Oh, no. I could not look him in the eyes. If we bleep, like you don't have to say everything, but if we bleep <laughs> yeah, I need from t- this yeah, point yeah, on, we yeah, need to know exactly how dirty need, this I, conversation I, I was that you to, sent I, to your father. I need to know what your father is capable of ignoring. <laughs> oh, God, okay. Oh, God, I'm so embarrassed. I said, um, I'm going to make... I'm going to... <laughs> and that's not even the worst of it. Oh God! What's the worst of it? <laughs> like I'm gonna make oh. you everything you could poss- possibly imagine. Um. Okay. You know. So right now, wow. both Shem and Dammit Maury are shaking mm-hmm. their heads because they've done something. So do you guys want to come in and and tell? Yeah, please make me feel better. <laughs> Was it a text or was it pictures, guys? Um, hey, at Shem on Instagram, just to let you know. <laughs> yeah. um, yeah. I, uh, I actually accidentally sent the, like a like a a picture uh, you, you to my who? mom. Oh, to your mom. Oh, no, oh. this was before my mom was very tech savvy, so I was able to go get her phone, find the picture, and delete it right away. Good for you. But man, that that was five minutes. Stressful. <laughs> right Stressful. Stress. I uh, was once dating a guy that had the same name as my dad. So I texted Frank, mm-hmm. thinking it was the other Frank, but I texted my dad Frank, saying that my dad, he's gone for a few hours, come over right now, and we can finish off, like, dirty stuff. Well, we started. Oh, 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 you invited your old man over. You didn't even, like... Oh, God. Do you have any stories, Ross? I mean, I've made a ton of mistakes, but I've, like, I've never sent a nude to somebody. The last time I would ever do anything like that, it was when I had met, when I met Catherine, and everything yeah. was over BBM, right? Yeah, and, uh, yeah I went through that Yeah, and, and at that time, I only had, like, six people on my BBM. It's not like my mom or my boss or anybody else sure. was ever on my BBM. So my my uh, window for making huge errors was very narrow. So that never happened. But I have many times forwarded something to the wrong person. You know when you're in Gmail and you hit mm-hmm. R, right? Or yeah. M or T and it likes to autofill? Yeah. I never pay attention and I always just let things autofill and I've <laughs> sent things to people yeah. that they should not have read. I, I've I've been like negotiating <laughs> deals with people about things. And you've sent it to the wrong And then person? I just went ahead and forward my entire strategy to that person. Oh no. By mistake oh. because people will forward you. I get an email. I'll get something from somebody that goes, please see their response below. And then I go below and I read their response and then I hit 
reply. But if you go too deep, you're replying to the person from that original email, and not, not the, the person, and not email. the latest thing. Yeah. And yeah. so I've done that countless times. <laughs> I am probably out thousands of dollars because of, because of the amount of times I've ruined a negotiation. Dumping. Thank you very much for sharing your story. We appreciate it. And thank you for hey. listening to the Roz and Mocha Show. Thank you so much for having me again. <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. So I screwed up Matthew's birthday. My husband's birthday is today. Oh, it is? Yeah. Oh, happy birthday, damn it, Matthew. I didn't even know. He's 38. Okay. I mean, he looks Th- like, what, 20? <laughs> Don't. Okay, sure. Yeah. Where are you going with this? Um, no, so I... <laughs> like, yeah. come on, man. <laughs> yeah, I know. He's trying to save everything now. Yeah, yeah. Never look better. Okay, yeah. Um, no, I bought him, like, what I thought was going to be a good... G- I'm so bad at gifts. You are the worst gift giver I've ever met but in my I thought whole this life. Was, but I try and pick up signals... Right? Yeah. And so I, I, I bought him uh, a gift yesterday. I gave it to him yesterday. He got really upset because I didn't give it to him on his birthday. Why didn't you give it to him on his birthday? My thinking was. So I got him um, bath balls. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Because he loves taking baths. Sure. But I gave it to him yesterday because I thought, if I give it to you now, you can pre-plan to take a bath tomorrow. How much time does one need to plan That's a bath? That's what he said. That's what he said. <laughs> I would agree. That's like my grandfather bathed on Sundays. <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> yeah, hey. nobody bothered me. Yeah, nobody bothered me. <laughs> between gonna, between yeah. 4 and 4.48 p.m., right. nobody Edie, bothered me. Edie's going to make a ham and boil potatoes. I'm going to have a bath. <laughs> <laughs> That's my grandfather. <laughs> okay, go ahead. No, and he just, he's like, why, like now I have nothing to open tomorrow. And yeah. it's, it's just like a few bath balls. He's like, I mean, that's nice and everything, but like, okay. You mean yeah. bath bombs? No, balls. Yeah, they're, ba- they're bath bombs is what they're called. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Or, did, or did you buy him something else? No, it was the ones that dissolved Did you have water. to click an 18 plus on the website before you bought it? <laughs> I did not. No, you did not. Okay, cool. You didn't have to confirm your age. Uh, no, no, I did not. Okay, no, cool. No, I did not. All right, all right. But I thought giving it the day before would be a nice thing. Apparently not. That's all I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of that. I'm like, the birthday's the birthday, right? I know, but I thought if I gave it to you early, the birthday present is you looking forward to having a bath on your birthday. But why not just leave it for him this morning on his birthday and then he can wake up to it and then be like, oh my God, this is lovely. I'm going to have a nice birthday bath. I mean, in hindsight, sure. So is that all you got him was bath balls? Yeah. Really? Okay, and that, and that, and that was his reaction too. All you got me for my birthday was bath balls. (laughs) Oh, wow. Did you like say anything to him before you left today? Did you like walk into the bedroom, give him a kiss? No, I posted a birthday. A, a photo of him picking up our dog's poo for his birthday wow. <laughs> photo. Oh, wow. Did you text wow. him at least? No, not yet. No. Not yet? No. No, you got to get him something. That's, I don't know if, that, I mean, don't get me wrong. Any gift is a good, like, gifts are gifts, and that's fine. If it's from the heart and it means something and you put some thought behind it, uh, I'm all for it, whether it's a dollar, homemade, or 200 bucks, whatever it is. Let me right? show you my phone. Yeah. Oh, read no. this. Okay. Look at the timestamp. Can you read the timestamp? Yeah. And then yeah, read yeah. the message. Hold on. What's the timestamp say? Uh, I can't. I didn't. But, uh, at the I very need, top. I need Maury's glasses. Stop shaking it. Stop shaking it. <laughs> Stop shaking it. Three forty-five a.m. Three forty-five a.m. What does it say? Read it. Okay, hold on here. It says, uh, 
Happy birthday. Hope you have a wonderful day and that your husband spoils you like crazy. <laughs> oh, no, so what? <laughs> Why do you have to be the so hero? That's what he woke up to on the day after Maury gave him. Why do you have to <laughs> bat balls for his non-birthday? I, I didn't know and you didn't Why do you have to be the hero? So Why do you, you have to <laughs> I'm not going home I now. hope he spoils you like crazy. And I gave him bat balls yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday, Matthew. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. It's a cold one. I know. Everybody everywhere. As soon as like Halloween was over, November hit. Man. Weather was like. Yeah. I'm back, bitches. I didn't have a scraper in my car, so I'm standing there. Yeah. And I'm going through my wallet and I'm like, well, I'm not going to use the Amex. Not going to use the visa. Might need the visa. So I decided I'm standing there with my health card in my hand because I figure oh, no. I might as well take it out anyway because I've got an accident. I'm going to need it. <laughs> and I'm scraping my windshield with my health card. Yeah. Does a very good job, by the way. Yeah. Yes. Congratulations to the province on a really, really solid health card. All right. Pro tip. <laughs> <laughs> like so, that. Yeah. So uh, that's what happened. Uh, but then, so I got it all done, right? Uh huh. I got it all done. And then. I'm dry. I didn't do the side because my window wouldn't go down. It was a whole thing. And then I get to work and we have an underground garage here and mm-hmm. you have to put your key card, touch the pad, and then the thing opens and then you drive in. Mm-hmm. And so my car had warmed up just enough to where I undid the window. And then as I undo the window, I have one of those windows where you touch it. I don't know if you do. In my in my truck, if I touch the down window, yeah. it goes down. I only have to touch it and then the whole thing goes down. Yes. You have that too? A lot of cars do. Oh, I thought mine was broken. <laughs> You seriously though, you're uh, not you're goofing right. on me. No, you're, you're brand new. You huh? have that too. Yes, you do. Yes. Why do cars have that? Just as convenience, I guess. Is it though? Yeah. I find it to be a pain in the ass. Oh, I like it. One hundred percent of the times, I don't want my window to go all the way down. Uh huh. Right. You're just anti everything. No, huh? no, I'm not. I, no. <laughs> I swear to you, because the passenger one doesn't do that. Um. Does mine on the passenger side? I don't know actually. No. No, my passenger one doesn't do it. So why would I think that that's normal? I thought it was broken. Okay. Right? You don't do your windows down enough. No, I do. I do them down all the time. Oh. But I hold I hold it. Oh, okay. Right? Because you like to have that control. Yeah. Okay. So it was only recently that I realized that I thought that I broke it from holding it too hard. <laughs> she said. <laughs> okay. Anyway, what was I saying? Oh, yeah, right. The window. So the window. So I put the window down, and uh-huh. then I had that thing where all the snow that just stayed in one big giant sheet, and then it fell in the car. Oh, that sucked. Yeah. I hate it when that happens. Yeah, and I'm not wearing socks oh. today. So Again? It, no, no. So it all went in my boot. It's cold outside. I know, but I wore boots today, but I okay. didn't wear socks today. I couldn't do it today. I was just not ready. Wow. Uh, so it all went- earlier when I was like, you just fight against everything, huh? <laughs> yeah. And you said no? No. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I don't know why though. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know why I sh- like, I like to be comfortable. Yeah. I just, I saw so all the snow get in your boot. All of it. Every, oh, every Lord. single thing went inside my, inside my boot. So now I have one wet foot. Uh-huh. Um, I did. I was going to say I have one wet foot and a broken door in my in my car, but now I just only have one <laughs> wet foot because apparently to you my window's fine. Do you want one of my socks? Do I want one of your socks? Yeah. That's weird, man. For your one wet foot, man. No, but, then you're, gonna, no, but then you're going to have one cold foot. I mean, we're close make, and all. I'll make but a sacrifice no. if you want my one oh, sock. Can you pause for a second? Because I think you're trying to deflect for the fact that my window is actually broken and it's it's not broken. Are you sure, Maury? Did you. yours do that? Yours does that. 
Yeah. Look me right in my face. He's going to put his glasses, glasses on. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. So who wants to be a millionaire still on? Oh, yeah. Jimmy Kimmel host. So what is this? Like a celebrity edition? Is that why I'm... They're doing celebrity, regular yeah. person, celebrity, regular person. Oh, they do. Okay. They alternate between. And this is what? This was what? Obviously celebrity. It was Julie Bowen, right? Is it good? Well, because no, because I saw this and I was like, at first, because I remember watching... The, that first sort of round of who wants to be a millionaire where the couple of times they got up to those really hard questions like the half a million dollar question, the million dollar question. These questions were incredibly difficult. It was like quantum physics and stuff like this. Well, yeah. Um, but Julie Bowen was on and she got all the way to the million dollar question. She is Claire from, from Modern Family, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Love her. Okay. yeah. And also in Hubie Halloween, which is on Netflix now. Um, yeah, so this is the million dollar question. Do you want do you think that you will be able to get the million dollar question? First of all, even before you hear it, what do you think your odds are? You would be on the celebrity show. So so you're we're not talking quantum physics. Okay. So it'll probably be like pop culture questions, maybe sure, like entertainment. Yeah, we, can, we can assume. We can assume. Because they really want somebody to win. It's for charity, right? Oh, they really I'll get want it somebody to win. You I'll think you're going to get it? Gonna get yeah. it? Okay, so here is Julie Bowen uh, finding out what that million dollar question was. Here's the million dollar question. Uh huh. Which of the following is not the title of a country song released by Netflix phenomenon Joe Exotic, aka Oh my God, the Tiger King? <laughs> oh yes. Okay. Okay. I saw here we a go. Tiger. Big hearted cat. Here, kitty, kitty. That's one for sure. King of the Beast. You can pause Did it if you, you see want to. Tiger King. Four times? All the way through. Oh. You okay. watched it four times? Yo, she watched it four times. I don't know this answer. I watched it once. I know the answer. I have no idea. Would you like to phone a convicted felon in Oklahoma? <laughs> if that is an option, I will take it. Okay. I am not going to answer for real. I'm going to walk away with my half a million dollars and no! maybe the sixth member of the that celebrity dumb dumb community. Answer. No. Okay, so Mocha. Yes. Which of the following is not the title of a country song released by Netflix phenom Joe Exotic, aka the Tiger King? Is it A, I saw a tiger? B, Big Hearted Cat? C, Here Kitty Kitty? Or D, King of the Beasts? Big Hearted Cat. B. So you say B, Big Hearted Cat? Yeah. Okay, let's go to the answer. If you had made a choice, what would your choice have been? Which is not the title? Of a Joe Exotic song. Probably D, King of the Beast. D, King of the Beast. Well, Julie, it's a good thing you didn't guess because that wasn't good. the one. Which was, one. What was it? Here, it Kitty was Kitty? Big Hearted Cat. I would never, I would not have This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Sam Smith just released their latest album, Love Goes, which was supposed to come out earlier this year, uh, safe at home and continuously working on music and now taking time to kick it with us. Sam Smith, welcome to the Roz and Mocha Show. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Really great. Um, you were one of the people that the first sort of public face where COVID hit you hard, just sort of emotionally and personally. I know you were worried about not seeing your nan, all this stuff. And then seeing you a couple of days ago when you had your first album and you, you, you 
touched your record for the first time. You looked happy. It was so good to see you happy. <laughs> I'm happy a lot of the time. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> Next question. Okay. When you know that you're going to have to do a day like this where you are sitting in front of the camera, because I know what it's like during all of this when it's one o'clock and you just want to start drinking. Did you stop beer like three days ago because you don't look at all bloated right now? <laughs> Oh, thank you so much. I've actually <laughs> just had a champ. I just had a champagne breakfast. Oh, good so for you! I, you wear it well. Yeah, so the blo the bloating <laughs> will commence. Uh, congratulations <laughs> on the album "Love Goes." Uh, what are you like? What are you excited the most about? I'm just excited about putting music out and um, sharing music with people. It's 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 great. And during this time, it's I I feel like it's uh, it's weird to release a record, but at the same time, it's um, it's it's wonderful to stay busy and keep my mind off everything that's going on in the world. Uh, you had made mention of this of where you're happy most of the time, but when you listen to you on your records and 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 where you sort of go to to write this music. Do you see the sort of difference between the person you are when you sing and the, and the, and the person you are when you're sitting down having champagne for breakfast? Because it is sort of it is a, it is a, it is kind of opposites, right? Yeah. Oh, completely. Yeah. It's it's it's. Um, I, I think it's the same with any artist. You know what you make and what you put out there is is always very different to it's one aspect of my life you know it's not all of my life it's just one part of it uh so with the album love goes i understand that it was supposed to be released back in may but then because of the global pandemic you decided not to release the album which then gave you a little bit more time before the release now so did you have to or did you choose to re-record any of the tracks that were meant for the may release or did you go back and like re-record brand new tracks yeah do you know what i just added a few songs on there i wrote my oasis the song with burner boy i wrote that during lockdown so it was just it was just changing it a little bit to make it to keep it fresh for myself because a lot of these songs are two years old some of them so i and co you know covid the six months the last six seven months um just made it push that that bit longer where i'm now heading into my next record and writing my next record so everything's a little bit off of schedule when it comes to the timing so i just wanted to add a few songs in there to keep the the momentum up sam smith is on the Roz and moga show his new album love goes is out right now when you are going through like it's a post breakup and you sit down and you're you're writing songs you feel so like in your own head at that moment but then feelings change and do you still now feel the same way today that you did when you sat down to write that or these songs mean something different to you now oh my god no way no way I mean, it's, been, <laughs> been over, <laughs> it's been over it's been this is why it's been really hard doing some of these uh the some of the promo this time around because i'm trying to get back to feelings that the and like emotional love feelings and that were a long time ago now it's but been you, over two years but you still have to sing those songs now though like they're now they're in your life forever right, now right you're, you're doing this to yourself <laughs> yeah it's not me that's why i've got to quickly <laughs> that's why i've got to quickly get another record out before touring starts again is this the first time you've released something where you haven't been able to stand on a stage and get these sort of face-to-face -face reaction from fans yeah and it's t i can't lie it's tough yeah because i'm because we we do i'm well i've condensed you know probably five months of, of work of traveling what would be traveling into two three weeks of intense work and you're not getting a lot back 
you're reminded in these moments how much we need that applause and uh, meeting people and, and traveling around. It's all part of the excitement. So have you had to shift your view on what makes something successful then? Um, yeah. Yeah, completely. I, I, my, my views on success change all the time, you mm-hmm. know, like it's after my, you know, my first album, it was like, I'm going to be successful if my first album works. And then it was this, the dreaded second album, is that going to work? <laughs> yeah. And then once you get into like the third album territory, it's just about sustaining a career and, and making things that you love. And that's a whole different that's a whole different ballgame. Who are you getting uh, either text messages from or phone calls from in terms of other artists who are wanting you on one of their records? Uh, I get a few things here and there. Uh-huh. Um, Something yeah. you're allowed to say, right? <laughs> yeah. Come on, you can tell us. We're not going to tell you one. I promise. No. No <laughs> Don't make us wait two secret. years for these features now. We're two years back now, as you mentioned, with Love Goes. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't worry, don't worry. The technology's moving things faster, so you're, it'll be with you sooner. All right. <laughs> uh, you've been pretty open about this before, and that when you're young and you're dealing with insecurities and anxiety, a lot of young people now think that if they were famous, if they were Sam Smith, that a lot of these problems would go away because that's what fame does. And you realize really early on that that was just not the case, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, fame does not take you away from the human experience and um money does not make you happy um it's you know thank god for music thank god for my love of singing and creating um because the fame is my experience of fame has just been really uh tough and and intense you know i've i've come from a a family i've I've always loved my uh privacy my uh the, my family dynamic, my friendship dynamic and everything. And that had to change, you know, life, life really did change from the age of 20 and uh, certain things will never be the same. And that's a hard thing to swallow sometimes. Um, but in terms of anxiety and mental health, I mean, it's made my mental health way worse Yeah, uh, probably for the rest of my life because I, it's, it's made my anxiety disorder um much worse but it's okay i'm dealing with it the thing is you, you your fame makes your anxiety worse but then you can also afford therapy so it's okay <laughs> and good champagne <laughs> exactly. like, like every day love goes is the new album from sam smith out right now sam thank you very much for taking time out of your day to hang out with us on the Raza mocha show we definitely appreciate it uh we love you on the show we love your music you're the best thank you guys thank you thank you nice to see you Bye-bye-bye. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. I had no idea that the government of Canada had, like, a auction website until I read this story today about a pallet of Christmas nutcrackers that they are trying to sell off for 10000 bucks. You know the little toy soldiers? Yeah. Now, is this because somebody stole a bunch of them and then they were no. gathered up? Or these ones got they... these ones got delivered right to one. They didn't say specifically where, but got delivered to one of Canada's ports of entry, and it was just a pallet that were labeled. Do you remember the store um, Bombay? Yeah, right. They went bankrupt, closed down like two years ago. Correct. Yeah. So it had all those logos. All the little nutcrackers had the logo, the Bombay Company logo on there. Oh, I gotcha. And so nobody claimed them. And then the government was, you know, acquired it all. Yeah. And they have this pallet that they're looking to sell off for $10,000. And 
Then I started going through. By the way, if you're interested, right, they have like all sorts of different designs for these nutcrackers. There's a Christmas Eve nutcracker. There is a shopping diva nutcracker. There's a silver and gold king nutcracker. Rockstar nutcrackers. Rockstar nutcracker. And That's what they used to call me in high school. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I had a feeling you were going to say something like that. <laughs> so what they're hoping is that whoever ends up buying this pallet for 10 grand yeah. will come and claim and pick it up, take it away within five days of purchasing. Right. But then I started going through like their website and they have like things broken down into categories. So I'm in like the the office furniture section. Yeah, they have a ton of stuff. Like what? <laughs> like you in the busy, you in the, like <laughs> like you in the market for like used office furniture? Like pretty decent prices, bro. This is like, it's like garage sale. Like when you walk up and you, you don't need any of it, but you just see the price. Yeah. You, 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 you never walk anywhere. You never go in anywhere where you see something made out of wood uh, that costs 75 cents. And so you immediately think that that's a deal. You're like, it's actual wood. It's put together that looks like something and it's 75 cents. I must have that. Like I'm looking at this three-piece workstation. That's white and gray. A desk it's, set? And it's, in, and it's in fantastic condition. Okay. Four seventy-five bucks. Okay, yeah, sure, go for it. Bring that home. Tell me, right. tell me how. Tell me what I mean, Jenna this says. Is, listen, cars and light trucks. If you're in the market for a car, yeah, right. You can get like a 2008 Ford F three fifty for seventy nine hundred bucks. A two thousand eight. Jeez. Yeah. Okay. It looks like it's in great condition based on this one picture. Yeah. But like what went on in that, that they, that they have it? That's why I'm always skeptical of those police auctions that you always read about. I'm like, yeah, but what happens when I'm driving around this sweet truck and then the guy who owned it before me gets out of the joint and sees me at a Tim Hortons <laughs> and, he wants, and suddenly he wants his truck back? No, thank you, man. Um, they have all sorts of like lab equipment. Lab equipment? <laughs> yeah. No. They have electronic and communication equipment, like radars, surveillance, radios, TV. Yeah, surveillance. All, they have surveillance. All so, bro, they have so much surveillance stuff on no, the side. No, I don't want any of that stuff. First of all, I, I assume that all of it has traces of cocaine on it, which then means, <laughs> which then means I'm going to have traces of cocaine on me. Here, look at this. A Samsung 50-inch plasma screen TV. Yeah. 70 bucks. Yeah, and if, and I bet you they used it as a coffee table to snort cocaine off of. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix. Roz and Mocha got you. Hi, Julia. It's Roz and Mocha. Hi. I've been messing around with this guy for two years, and uh, have I been friend-zoned, or... Could it be more? Oof, two years. Yes. Have you not like had the conversation with each other about where this whatever it is that's happening between you is going? Well, the thing is that I'm constantly telling myself that, you know, I just came out of a seven year marriage and I want my kid to grow up and not feel like someone's invaded our space. And but then at the same time, I'm like, I want someone to be in my life, too. So you wrote us in part that you guys are spending a lot of time together. And yes, you hook up a ton. You want to know how long you're supposed to wait before it turns into a relationship. And then you ask if you're being stupid, thinking that it will at some point uh, be more serious. Or you want to know if he's just happy getting all the perks sans relationship, right? It doesn't sound like you guys are having 
a conversation about the situation, though? Or are you waiting for him to bring it up? I'm kind of waiting for him to bring it up. Have you? But, I mean, I, I have said, like, you know, I, I do have feelings for you. And he's said, like, I care for you. <laughs> I, I, I have feelings for you, too. Yeah. Does but he, how many kids do you got? go anywhere. Yeah, I just have one. Okay, you were married for how long? Seven years. What's his situation? Does he have kids? Yes, he does. He does. Okay, and what's his relationship like with his ex? Um, I mean, he's friendly, yeah. I guess, enough because he does see his son. But are, they, are they fully divorced? Or are they separated, or what's their deal? They were never married. Oh, okay. Is he still hooking up with her, you think? No, not from what he tells me, and it's never been a concern. Merging, when you guys talk about being serious or making it legit, does the conversation, is it, is it about you two or is it, about, is it about blending families? I think it's more that we've both been burned so much before that mm. we don't want to just jump into anything and then have another failed relationship. Mm-hmm. Have you met so, his kids and has he met your kid? I have not met his kid. Um, okay. And... Then he has, like, he pushed and pushed, and then I finally let him meet my kid. I, I think that you're both very reluctant, and, and I think that you've mm-hmm. both been hurt. And I don't know how hurt he was. I don't know his story. He's not on the phone with us. But it, you, from what you say, that he got burned. And mm-hmm. I think that you don't want to be lonely. The one thing you don't want to do is you never want to be lonely. And I think having you in his life fixes a lot of things where he gets to feel wanted and he gets to feel sexy and Mm -hmm. there's sex is always on the table and um, it doesn't really change his life all that much. He can still concentrate on being a good dad and everything else that he feels are the massive priorities in his life. Uh, Do I think that he is not that into you? No, I don't think that at all. I just think that the next step is, is between the two of you is you both have to just agree to, you know, absolute vulnerability where you're both going to both put yourselves out there and risk failure and risk getting hurt because if this is something that you both want, that is the only way it's going to happen. And it's not something that you can push somebody into. This is going to happen through lots of very open and difficult conversations between mm-hmm. the both of you. Oh, gosh. Even my stomach hurts just hearing you really? say that. Well, what, do you, what do you think? Why? You're going to accidentally get married? Like, oh, you have to have oh, these God, conversations. No, I don't want to get, I don't know if I even want to do that again. So like, what do you want to do? You want to live with them? Well, I think I just want to know that, like, I'm good enough for him. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I'm, I want to know that, like, he's, that he really loves me or that he cares about me. Yeah. And you want to be his girlfriend? Just, like, like, you want the official title? I guess that would help in okay, a way, yeah. even though, like, everything else that we're doing is girlfriend and boyfriend. Like, you know, like, he's met my sister. He, you know, we go out a lot together. He helps me with anything emotional, financial, like, he's there. So for me, it's just like, it's the title. And then, you know, when I recently mentioned, Oh, um, you know, like, um, we kind of fill that spot for each other of boyfriend and girlfriend. He's like, yeah, that's how I feel. But then I'm like, well then, but I'm not your girlfriend. (laughs) But did you say that to him? No, no. I, don't, I never want to push things. Like, no, I'm, that's fine. Having a state of the union conversation with somebody that you're with is is mandatory. Every now and then you got to sit around um, and say, okay, where are we at? You and me right now. Let's mm-hmm. let's do this. Let's have this conversation. Otherwise, you just keep going and you guys both play out and play in a world that you each find comfortable. And the, the, the problem that happens is when you're more comfortable being in one world and he's more comfortable being in another world. And then you're just sort of like you're occupying two different sort of spaces, but you're both in the same relationship. Yeah. You know? 
Peter. He's playing it. He's playing it casual, but in your head, you're the girlfriend, right? And so you have to. You can you can sit down and have a state of the union with him. You can say we need to to just sit down right now, kind of go over what we are, maybe a little bit what we're headed. We don't want to talk about marriage, but you know, we I need a little bit of reassurance here. Okay. Okay. And you guys are close, like. As we've said, you've had the conversation. Just it just doesn't sound like you've talked about you know like everything involved in your relationship. Yeah, I guess. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was maybe waiting for that five year mark before I said Ooh, anything. Five years, Yo, girl. girl. <laughs> you want to go on the next three years feeling this way? Yeah, oh, Julia. Slow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much All for right. your advice. Uh, oh, my yeah. daughter wants to say hi, Kenji. Of course. Quickly. Yes. Hi. Hi. How are you? Good. Good. What's going on? Oh, we're just heading to daycare now. Nice. <laughs> oh, nice. All right. Love it. Well, you go do that. Thank you for joining us on Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. Go say hi to your boyfriend for us. <laughs> no, <I'm not> Thank <laughs> you, Bo. Later. <laughs> Bye. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life on Kiss. Janice Jones has really become the uh, the breakout star for this new Borat movie that dropped. Yeah, she was the babysitter. She was the one who had to look after Borat's daughter when he walked her in the room with a ball and chain around her ankle. Oh, and they paid her very little for the movie, and they didn't tell her even afterwards that this was comedy or parody. And so she thought that these people were real and this guy had his daughter on a ball and chain and she was sort of acting as the babysitter, yeah. giving her life advice. And uh, they called her immediately the the heart of Borat. And since then, uh, her pastor at her church started to go fund me. It's up over, I think, like $170,000 currently. And she just got cast in a brand new movie. Hey, Janice, how are you? It's Razamoka. I'm just fine. How are you? Good, good. Uh, you were, you read the headlines and people calling you the heart of the new Borat movie. Um, when did you first see it and what was your reaction? Like how different was what you watched on screen compared to what you lived that day? Um, I got to finally got to see it last Thursday. And, um, what was the second question? I'm sorry. How different was it? Like, I mean, I'm sure you had your own memory of what went down with those two, but when you watched it, were you like, God, that's what it was? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Cause I, I didn't get to see it and everybody was calling me, you know, asking for how, what I thought about the movie, but I haven't got to see it yet, but now I have seen it. So, um, it's comical, so I guess that's just is what his work is anyway. Sure. Uh, Janice, can you talk um, us through how you ended up in the movie? Like, how did you get hired as uh, the babysitter for Borat, for on-screen Borat's daughter? Um, Charlotte and a couple of member, uh, crew members uh, came to uh, Stop at Ebenezer Church, and um, they interviewed a couple of ladies. And then they asked the secretary of finance, was there anyone else? She called me. I wasn't going to go. But I said, okay. She said, get down here and do this. I'm like, wow. Okay. So no problem. We're down there and did it. Yeah. And then, um, that's how I got cast. So when when this was all over, they didn't tell you that this was Sasha Baron Cohen and they didn't tell you that this was for Borat. So during that time, after you finished this, like, were you worried about that young girl? Like, what were your feelings towards her when they left? 
Yeah, I was worried about her. Uh, I mean, I, I have never seen this man. I never knew nothing about his movies. So they just had, they got me full. So, um, but you thought it was real. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was real. You thought you thought you met a man who carries his daughter around with a ball and chain, right? And wearing horse blinders in well, the car. Yeah, I mean, they made it sound, well, I felt, okay, so just say me. I was thought, I was thinking third world. Sure. Third world, do they women and girls, they treat them different than the United States. Yeah. And they, you know, they just do. And I, and I figured that's where they were from. She's good. The little girl, well, woman, the actress, was very good. She played her role very well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, Janice, have you been yeah. keeping tabs on the GoFundMe page that's, uh, with the money that's being raised for you? Uh, not really. Um, so I can tell you right now, because uh, I'm, I'm on the page right now, the dollar amount is 175083 bucks. Oh, really? Yeah. What are you going to do with it? Pay off a car, uh, do some tricks in the rent. Well, I got to get my 10% to the church first. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, and then, <laughs> then I got on sale for car and, um, and do the work. I need some work that I need done around my house and my other house. And after that, um, setting up accounts for my grandchildren. Um, everybody's going to have some money put away that when they turn 18, they can do whatever they want to do. So, Janice, the big story today is that you've been cast as an angel in a new movie called Reincarnated Royal. And you're going to play God's right-hand angel, according to uh, according to them. This is now being written by uh, a former writer for South Park. What can you tell us about this? I really can't tell you too much because they really wasn't through kind of with the plot when we talked to them. And um, all I know is it has to do with, supposedly has something to do with God and people. Are you familiar with South and- Park at all? That what? Are you familiar with South Park at all? Uh, yes. Okay, good. Okay. Oh. <laughs> okay. I don't want you to get yourself into yeah. another into another situation that you don't know all the details too. I <laughs> uh, know, yes. And they they send a little bio and and let us know that they are working on it, trying to get some kinks out. Hey, Janice Jones, uh, thank you very much for taking time out of your morning to be with us on the Roz and Mocha Show today. Uh, you were the babysitter in the Borat movie, went viral, and now on the GoFundMe page, over $175,000 has been raised for you. I, I appreciate it. No. You know, I really do. Thank God. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. You see this video of this uh, woman at a Texas Walmart quitting over the PA system? I love these videos. Uh-oh. So you've seen them before where they just grab the phone and they just yeah. start telling people off. But this one is exceptional. Like, she goes through everybody there that she oh, hates. Oh, really? <laughs> Attention, all Walmart shoppers, associates, and managers. My name is Shauna from Cap 2, and I just want to come on here and say Henry is a racist, stinky Giovanna is racist. Elias is a of a manager. (gasps) This company fires black associates for no reason. This company treats their employees like 
Jimmy from Sporting Goods, Joseph the cashier, Larry from <laughs> Garden Center. You are all perverts. Oh my God. And I hope you don't talk to your daughters the way you talk to me. Shout out to Ariel. F you for getting me this job a year ago when I needed it most. F the managers, f this company, f this position, and f that big lazy b Chris Price. I fing quit. I'm out. <laughs> Your first oh, and last name. Yeah. Chris Price having a bad day today. <laughs> first and last oh, name. Oh, no. Yeah. And Jimmy and Sporting Goods. Yeah. Why you are you ever, being such a perv? You ever quit? You ever quit something? You ever quit a job? You have oh, more? Come on in. I mean, Get on not in, like Maury. I've had to just for other reasons, but not like because I had a terrible experience or people yeah, treated me bad. Yeah, yeah, Nothing yeah, like that. Yeah, it was just like yeah. moving on to other opportunities. When I left, the, I used to work at a movie theater. Yeah. And um, I don't know why I quit this way, because I really loved it there. Oh, but you did like a big storming out? Because I used to, they gave me like the little room down in the basement where all the movie posters were, because I changed the movie posters and the marquee. Right. Because it wasn't digital then. Yeah. So I left by throwing out all of the letters except for the letters that spell out the F word. Oh. You know, F U. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then left. But I never heard from them. Like they didn't reach so out. So wait, wait to a second. So you quit. Yeah. But why did you quit? Um, because I found something. I got, like, another job at Cuckoo's Chicken. Hold on. So you found a better job, and you quit, and yet you, You still like, burned the company? Yeah, but the thing was, there was no, like, there was no social media then, so, like, why nothing so, came of it. But why were you so disgruntled? No, I thought that it would be a funny thing to do. Like, I wasn't disgruntled. You oh, weren't. So no. you had, like, a good experience working for them? <laughs> yeah. So you worked for nice you people well. who treated oh. you well. Yeah, and I was, I'm was i still friends with and, half the people. And you got along with everybody who was working there and stuff? Very well. Paychecks always went through. Paychecks went through. Free popcorn. So why would you steal popcorn. from them when you left? No, I didn't steal. I he threw, threw them out. He threw the letters out. But Except for the F, U, and the others. Yeah. But why would you do that? Because I thought it would be like, I thought they'd be like, oh, look at you. Like, I thought it would be a funny thing. Like to destroy property on your way out of a job that you quite liked. Yeah, isn't that great? It worked got, for nice people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got along with everyone. <laughs> got along yeah. with. <laughs> I want to, hey, this is Maury from the basement with all the posters. Yeah. I want to thank Malcolm upstairs, the real great boss. <laughs> <laughs> I want to thank Denise for all the free popcorn. Really enjoyed my time here. <laughs> Screw you. <laughs> yeah. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hello. Happy birthday, Pam. It's Razamoka. Hi. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good. You sound surprised to hear from us. I am. <laughs> oh, what are you doing right now? Um, just came up to check on my dog. Oh, well, what's going on with the dog? <laughs> well, he's still sleeping. Oh, okay. It's oh, well. weird. <laughs> <laughs> well, happy birthday. Well, thank you guys. I love you guys so much. We heard from Lance, your husband. Yes. And he said that you are like a massive, massive super fan of the Razamoka show. Uh, I am. I have severe anxiety in cars. And since this pandemic, he's been driving me into work. Mm -hmm. And we listen to your podcast every morning. Oh, that's so nice. Why don't you listen to the show every morning? Um... Just to eliminate the music, I guess. Oh. <laughs> fair enough. You're one of those. Whatever. Fair, fair enough. And uh, so, so the the so the, the the podcast helps with the car anxiety. Why do you? What's car anxiety? Explain that. Um. So when I was in high school, uh, my friend and I got t-boned in a really bad car accident. Gotcha. And it just I almost go into like full blown panic attack. Mm -hmm. Um, and you guys are a great distraction. Do you drive yourself or like, do you have a license? Do you drive a car or no? No. No, you don't. It's that bad. Wow. And how long, how many years, yeah. how many years ago was that? 
like 15 years ago. Wow. <laughs> wow. Damn. Jeez. Uh, yeah. Today's a big day for you. How old are you now? Uh, today's my 40th. Nice. Congratulations. Look at that. There 40. Yo, no lie. You yeah. don't sound 40. You sound like you're in your 20s still. Oh, thank you. <laughs> It's because she doesn't have the stress of driving on a highway all day every day. It's true. <laughs> now, because COVID uh, has affected everyone's big celebrations, what, like, were you planning to do for your 40th and what are you going to end up doing today? So my best friend and I, uh, we usually celebrate our birthdays together. Hers is on Thursday. Yeah. And at the beginning of the year, we started planning a huge 40th surprise party for both of us. Mm-hmm. Well, not surprise party, but just a regular 40th for us. And then COVID hit. We were like, well, maybe we can still plan it because, you know, it's not going to last that long. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we got excited because things in Toronto started getting a lot better. Uh, our numbers were under 100. So we were like, should we plan it? And then, nope. No, not going to happen. No. So what are you guys going to end <laughs> up doing tonight? Um, we'll probably just order food from the keg for pickup. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, there you go. It's You'll a good get deal. Billy Minor Pie. <laughs> Billy Minor Pie is a must. Every year. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is amazing, Pam. Uh, we love you so much. Happy birthday, and, and thank you for all the support that you show to the Raz and Mocha show. Oh, thanks, guys. I love you guys so much. No, we uh, love you. Real quick, though, between Raz and Mocha, who's your favorite? Oh, geez. <laughs> or sorry, between Raz and Mocha, who's the one that causes you the least <laughs> amount of anxiety? Um... <laughs> Mocha, I have to say, your laugh is absolutely contagious. So that sets you just a tiny bit over the edge from Ross. Hey, oh, still, still wow, a win. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Look at you celebrating that win. <laughs> Yo, it's a win, bro. I don't care. <laughs> Happy birthday, Pam. Happy birthday, Thanks girl. Thanks so much. Love you guys. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. You know me and forgetting Sarah Marshall. You love that movie. I love that movie. I think yeah. it's one of the greatest comedies of all time. Of it's all up, time. Oh, of all time. I wow. think it is. I it's think up it, there. I love it. I think it is up there as one of the greatest comedies of all time. I love that movie so much. Jason Segel <laughs> no. is staggeringly good. Yeah. With his wiener but, out and everything, like all that stuff. Remember when, remember when she dumps him and he's naked? Yeah. And then, and then he refuses to get dressed? <laughs> because if he gets dressed, she's going to leave. That's right at the very beginning. <laughs> and the relationship between him and Russell Brand yes. in the movie is just hysterical. So here's the thing, though. What? Is that I had always assumed, because the casting in that movie is so bloody perfect. Mm-hmm. It's per- it is the perfect cast of a movie. You have Kristen Bell, you have Jason Segel, Russell Brand, Paul Rudd, Mila Kunis. I had always assumed that that role was written for Russell Brand. Because then he went off and did Get Him to the Greek and everything else, right? I had always assumed that that role was written for Russell Brand. But it wasn't. And And it wasn't a generic role either that then they cast Russell Brand for. It was specifically written for somebody else. Okay, but then Russell Brand came in. No, this oh. person turned it down. Oh! After, after doing table reads, this role of Aldous Snow in Forgetting Sarah Marshall yeah. was written for Jason Siegel's good friend at the time, Charlie Hunnam. No! Yes. Are you serious? Yes. Jax from Sons of Anarchy. Jax from Sons of Anarchy, the role of Aldous Snow... And forgetting Sarah Marshall was specifically written for him by Jason Siegel. I don't see it. And then he did a table read and 
was at a different place in his career in a dark place, he said. And then he had to go to them and say that he was turning it down because he needed to move in some sort of different direction with his career, that this didn't fit into his trajectory. Was that during the time he was like still working on Sons of Anarchy? So no, this is before Sons of Anarchy. So he landed Sons of Anarchy right after that. Is that when he was on Queer as Folk? It might have been right after Queer as Folk, maybe. Yeah. 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 Yeah, but it was specifically written I, for I it was specifically written for Charlie Hunnam. Yeah, I don't and, see it. I and, can't. And then he says that he didn't know really who Russell Brand was, and then saw the Russell Brand um, comedy Christmas special, and found out that he was going to play Alda Snow, and was like, "Oh yeah, of course, this guy's perfect for Alda yeah. Snow." Okay, but yeah, good. so, so forgetting feelings. Sarah Marshall was supposed to be Jason Siegel. Kristen Bell and Charlie Hunnam wow. from Sons of Anarchy. I can't. I can't no way see that at, at all. all. Like Russell Brand did, su- like his comedic performance in that movie. Yeah, was so perfect. I, I, I don't see Charlie Hunnam because I'm a big Sons of Anarchy fan. Yes, so I only know him as Jax from right. that show, and I don't see him in a comedy role. Could you it, imagine Charlie Hunnam lying on the beach, like humping a giant chess piece? <laughs> like Russell Brand did <laughs> and forgetting Sarah Marshall? <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. It's so funny because yesterday we were talking about forgetting Sarah Marshall. Yeah. And I have forgetting Sarah Marshall up at like, in my, in my opinion anyway, one of the best comedies I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. I love it so much. And then today I'm reading that Vince Vaughn and Owen Wilson and the original director of Wedding Crashers are seriously talking about doing a sequel. Yes. No, they are not. <laughs> yeah. I just watched Wedding Crashers Did again you? the other night. Did yeah. you agree that that movie would not have been as good with anyone other than Vince Vaughn? Yeah, of course. I'm so glad we agree. Yeah. No, it's a class. I, I think love- the, the entire cast is great. Yeah. And uh, even Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper. I forgot Bradley yeah, Cooper was he, even in. He's he such a douchebag. Such a douche. Oh, tummy sticks. Oh, Remember Christopher that? Walken. Yeah. 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 No, it was so, yeah. uh, it was so, it was so great. Um, but I, I love that movie a lot. I would actually watch that. I, I thought you were going to say you would actually consider Crashing Weddings. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm such a huge fan, but I, I like the idea of doing a sequel because they would be so much older oh, and a little bit and more pathetic. Like yeah. they wouldn't would be the go? studs. I don't know. Who knows? They, 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 would, they wouldn't. They're, like they're not the young studs as if they were young studs when wedding crashes happen. But they're not the young studs anymore. No, but, right? Oh, uh, no. Owen was with ended up with Ra- with Rachel McAdams. Yes. Spoiler alert. Yes. Okay, sorry, spoiler alert. Oh, Owen ended up with Rachel McAdams. Uh-huh. Like, so where would you go? To be, like, honest, still to be honest, I forgot. <laughs> it actually spoiler. was a spoiler. I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, they sort of they did. So where, like, wh- how could you continue? So they're still together? Yeah, and what, I don't Vince know. Comes knocking on the door going, no. dude, it's been what so if they, What if they are then teaching, like, a new crop of dudes to be wedding crashers? Oh, like... While uh, married, though? God, that's dirty. Like, like to, Will, Will Ferrell did to... The, these guys. God, like, what if? Could you imagine Jenna's reaction if she found out that you were on the side teaching like guys how to pick up chicks? <laughs> you know what I mean? I that would not go over well at all. You couldn't have that side that. job. You couldn't have that side job. No way. But Vince Vaughn's new movie. Did you see the trailer for Freaky? No. So Vince Vaughn's new movie is, uh, remember Freaky Friday? Yeah. Because you know me, I love a switching movie, uh-huh. right? I love a switching movie. And so it's sort of a take on Freaky Friday where Vince Vaughn plays a serial killer 
Oh God! Okay, and okay. he it's a comedy or it's, it's a, a comedy? Yeah. Oh, so okay. Vince, Vince Vaughn plays. Ah, I'm Vin- a serial killer. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay. Uh, Vince Vaughn plays a serial killer, and I guess some young high school girl that he's about to murder. Something happens. I don't know in these movies. Lightning strikes a pole and then they get, I don't know what happens. But the premise of the movie is that the switchum is the high school girl and the killer switch bodies. No. So, yeah. So the high school girl winds up in Vince Vaughn's body and the killer winds up in the high school girl's body. So then it becomes this high school girl who's actually the killer trying to kill Vince Vaughn, who's the actually the teenager. Is that why in the trailer Vince Vaughn is like like dancing and yes. twerking? <laughs> yes. Wait, so is this um, like a Netflix type movie? No, I don't think No, it's being released by Universal Pictures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it's going to be released. So it's a switching movie with Vince Vaughn. Wow. But only he plays a serial killer and the person who switches bodies with him is the girl in high school that he was just <laughs> okay. about to murder. I'm into it. <laughs> totally into it. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hello, Roz and Mocha. Who's this? Hi there. My name is Nick. What's up, Nick? I just wanted to say that, Roz, I've been listening to you for years. And you're as wise as my 85-year-old grandfather. Oh, shut up, man. <laughs> Ow. Like, yeah. just you can just say you like me. That's fine. You don't have to make me sound old. Well, you're not old. You're just wise. Nah, I don't know. I think you're just trolling. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Dare yeah. I ask Nick between Roz and Moku, who's your favorite? Roz. Uh, yeah, why? Because you're wise. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Shut up, bro. Okay. Have a good day, Nick. You too. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. There's too much new music came out today. Oh, my God, bro. And none of it's scary. No, absolutely. Like, nobody was on theme. No. They all knew. Nothing was leaked. Y'all had this date in your calendars. You couldn't throw like a Monster Mash remix in there or something? <laughs> no, absolutely not. Uh, Ariana Grande's new album, Positions, is out right now. Yeah. I listened to the whole thing. Yeah, what'd you think? Not as many up-tempo tracks as I thought. Everybody's doing that, huh? It's like pretty mid-tempo. I know Maury loves the album. Yeah. For me, it was just okay. Right. But her fans are freaking out because they're her fans. I get it. I kind of wish that there were more up-tempo tracks yeah. from Ariana Grande. So let's start at the beginning. The song is called Shut Up. Sweet in my aura, bright. Diamonds my appetite. Guess if just click one night. Forty-one minutes in total. Uh, one song that everyone's freaking out over. It's called Thirty-four Plus Thirty-Five. What's that mean? You might think I'm crazy. The way I've been craving. If I put it quite plainly, just give me the babies. So what you're doing tonight? Better stay doing you right. Watching movies, but we ain't seen a thing tonight. I don't wanna keep you up, but show me can you keep it up? Cause then I'll have to keep you up. So maybe I'ma keep you up. I've been drinking coffee, I've been eating healthy, I've been eating healthy. Can you stay up all night? By the way, note to everybody. 
especially parents. Okay. Ariana Grande swears a lot oh, on this album. Really? Yeah. So when you're going through the album, if you're yeah. on Spotify or on Apple Music, you'll see on the song title, it'll have a little letter E beside mm. the song title, which means explicit. What words does she use? Everything, dude. Really? Like this particular song? Yeah. There's some stuff she says in this one. Like, I have the radio edit yeah. that I'm playing for you right now. Yeah. But there's some stuff she says in this one. Really? Yeah. yeah. All there, the words. Is there anything dancey? Is there uh, anything like up tempo? Yeah, she like, got a song with Doja Cat called Motive. Doja Cat on song. Like, I find the up-tempo songs, like, the actual production is up-tempo, yeah. but Ariana Grande stills at the same, sings at the same kind of, like, mid-level that she's, that we're used to hearing her on. It's interesting when she does a duet like this, because I've noticed it before, the times Ariana's been on a track with somebody else. It's almost like somebody fixes the focus when the other artist comes in, because I can never understand what Ariana Grande's yeah. singing, and then as soon as the other artist comes in, everything becomes clear, and I can understand every word they say. Yo, and then, a, and then they go back to Ariana again, and I can't understand what she says. She's got a great song that people are loving with The weekend called Off the Table. It's probably my favorite song on the album, to be honest. They always make good music together. <laughs> I know, you don't know what she's saying at all. At all. <laughs> There we go. Now it's yeah, clear. I wait for you. <laughs> like you understand what the weekend is saying. It's like, remember when VCRs used to have tracking and you had to like you had to fix the tracking to get a clear picture? It's yeah, like I think my got, dad told me about that. Yeah, it's once. like I got to tweak the tracking on this. <laughs> Let's see if there is like I yeah, listen I like to that, though. They're really great together. Yeah. You see what I mean? Like most of the songs are kind of like in yeah. that mid tempo yeah. range. I guess her fans like it. That's yeah, her. I, I, that's what I was going to say. I think that this is, I think she's right on vibe with what her fans are into right now. Yeah. This one's called Safety Net featuring Ty Dolla Sign. That's great. Can you find another, there's an up-tempo, another one. I think it's called Love Language. This one's like pretty up-tempo. I know you probably think it was I promise it's the little things that you do That make me wanna give it all to you You know I do You soothe me You hold it down with every word you speak So the new album from Ariana Grande is out right now. It's called Positions. Once again, 14 songs, 41 minutes in total. Hey, did Frankie Grande call you? He did? Frankie Grande. Frankie Grande. Can we talk more about Frankie Grande on this show, I think, than any other show in the world? And I think he loves it. And damn it, Maury. I don't, I don't know why. You, why do you like Frankie Grande so much? Oh, because you love him. He's got a great body. Oh, yeah. Understood. Oh, and because what? He, like, responds to all your messages and stuff? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, he's a celebrity that writes Maury back. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, Lindsay Lohan's dad stopped. So Maury moved on to Frankie Grande. No, Lindsay Lohan's <laughs> dad stopped because we asked. It was getting out of hand. That's right. So what did, right? Frank, what did Frankie do? He's oh. pumping, up, pumping up the, the, the record? Frankie yeah. Grande sent this to Dan Maury. Hey, guys. It's Frankie Grande. And happy Positions Day on the Roz and Mocha Show on KISS. 
I honestly think this is my little sister's best album ever. I love every single song. I cannot pick a favorite, but if you have a favorite, I would love to hear about it. So hit me up on Twitter. Let me know what you think and enjoy this wonderful celebration of Ariana Grande, my little sister's new album, Positions. There we go. You can't ask for more than that. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. There's a 20-year-old University of Toronto student who's a boss in the world of online chess playing, and she just signed a major deal with an esports company. She's got 75.6 thousand followers on Twitch and goes by the screen name Nemo. How are you? It's Razamoka. Good, good. Hello, how are you doing? Good. Before we get to anything and all the, 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 the contracts and the popularity, have you watched The Queen's Gambit yet? Yes, I have. What is your take on it without spoiling it for anybody else? How was the chess in The Queen's Gambit? Oh, I just have to say, I think I relate to Beth a little bit too much. Oh, oh you do? Okay, then. Yeah. But is the chess, <laughs> but, is it, but is it quality chess? That's what I want, because I watch it and I don't know, like, good chess from whatever, so I want to know from somebody like you, like, what were watching is that good chess it is very very good chess so i have to um you know tell you guys that they base the games off of real games and these games are were played by some real masters oh really damn mm-hmm. uh so you're you're 20 years old university student you recently became the the first online chess player to sign to an esports company to sign a big contract how did all of that come about like, were they recruiting you, trying to recruit you from a little while ago? Or did it just, out of the blue, somebody reached out? I don't know if I can say, like, you know, they were trying to recruit me or if it was out of the blue. Because this happened all really, really fast for me. I've only been streaming for um, a few months. I started streaming, like, this year, maybe in March. So oh, wow. the whole thing happened super, super fast. Uh, there's something about chess, because everything else that we're generally interested in or we play even pro sports the rules change over the years and uh, especially with video games everything is about the new addition but there's something about chess that it has remained the same pretty much forever and that it's an almost untouchable game is that something that's in that interested you uh for sure well i've been playing chess for a very very long time i started when i was three years old three um, wow <laughs> So, yeah, I would say chess is a very much, a, it's a timeless, you know, kind of um, game. And whether or not you call it a sport or e-sport or whatever you want to call it, the fact that the chess will remain there, that that part is always constant. So I'm really happy to see um, e-sport orgs like CLG pick it up. And yeah. I'm really glad that, you know, we're working on making it into an e-sport and make it a lot more sort of accessible for everybody, I would say. 20-year-old Grandmaster chess player Chi Yu Joe, a.k.a. Nemo, is on the Raza Moga show. She just signed a huge deal with an esports company. Hey, how old were you when you beat your first grown-up? I was probably three or four. I was probably four. <sighs> what? Wow. No, are you serious? <laughs> And so do, yeah. <laughs> what, what were those react like? Do you have any memories of reactions of just the looks on like grownups faces just feeling absolutely crushed that a child just destroyed them? Of course, of course. I mean, <laughs> you know, it's, uh, I think it's something that's very satisfying. 
anybody else who's who's sort of young and wanting to get into chess, it always comes down to this, especially when you start talking about esports leagues and Twitch and everything yeah. else. Can you make money off chess? Because I know we talk to a lot of kids who are like, my dad won't let me play video games, even though I try to tell them that I can earn a living doing this. Like, can you earn a living playing chess? I would say it's really difficult, kind of with like a lot of other sports, like tennis, where only the top, you know, a uh, few are actually able to make off a living. But, you know, outside of, like, just earning money from winning tournaments, you can always be a coach. You can do a lot of other kind of stuff mm-hmm. with the game. So I would say you could, if you get to a decent level, you can definitely make a living. But um, in terms of, like, pure playing, that's always a little bit more difficult. Okay. Uh, since signing that that big um, that big contract with the esports league, have you had have any other opportunities kind of presented themselves to you now that your name is, like, out there in the public even more beyond your Twitch and YouTube and social media accounts? Uh, um, well, I wouldn't say I've had, like, anything, you know, um, super, super big, of course. I mean, I've been very, very grateful to be reached out by, you know, Kiss FM, this is super cool. This is super, <laughs> super cool for me. Uh, so thank you very much for that. Uh, CBC reached out. So I was very, very, like, just honored to be able to talk to all of these um, papers and everything that like I follow, so I'm like, wow, <laughs> getting getting that opportunity is great for me. I, I've gotten to meet a lot of really cool people, um, not so much necessarily through the signing, but just through streaming. So uh, people that I've maybe heard of or watched before on Twitch, mm-hmm. and now you know I actually know them, can talk to them. That part's been really really cool for me. So the whole <laughs> the whole thing has been like a big experience. Uh, damn it, Maury has a question. Uh, a chess-related question is it Maury, is actually that, a chess-related that, question that, that uh, he would like to ask you. Go ahead. Okay, thank you. Um, so I just purchased purchased a, a chess board because my husband <laughs> and I are going to be renting a cabin for Christmas, and we're looking for things to do. And I'm wondering if you can tell me what should my first move be when I play him at chess. You know it's called. You know it's called chess, right? Not chest. Yeah, because you said it three times. You said, now. You said chest you said three chess. times. Chest. Chess. <laughs> no chess. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah, okay. Go ahead. What is the what is the the ideal first move to Maury uh, for Maury to beat his uh, husband Matthew at chess? Um, I would suggest you to start with e four. What the hell? <laughs> okay, no. Can you yeah. tell me like bishop, pawn, little guy, castle? Oh, okay. So the pawn in front of the king moves up two squares. And that's it? That's my first move? That's your first move. You, you want to expose right the king? And then, Say, then wait by your phone for that big esports contract. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Nemo, thank you very much for joining us on the Raza Mogi Show. If you want to follow you on social media, they want to check out your Twitch channel, YouTube, wherever, uh, where do they go? Well, for all my socials, I go by AKA Nemsko. So that'll be AKA N-E-M-S-K-O. There you go. We appreciate you. Thank you so much. Thank you very much for having me. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Can we talk Dance with the Stars real quick? Hell yeah. So there's like some drama going on on Dancing with the Stars. Really? I said from the beginning, and I, th- I think you agree with me, that my my bet to win the whole thing was Caitlin Bristow. Oh, yeah, you said that. And Enough times. I think she's doing really, really well on Dancing with the Stars. Yeah. But for some reason, Carrie Ananaba seems like she has it in for Caitlin Bristow. Oh, doesn't like her at all? No, it really does. Like, her criticism isn't like the criticism that she gives to other dancers. So you have a clip right there of, yeah. a, of a sort of montage of the comments that Caitlin gets uh, from Carrie Ann. Caitlin, I know last week was a tough week. It felt like at moments you gave up because you had a moment of chaos there, and I felt like your spirit dropped. This wasn't another, it was another not great dance of yours. Can you do a back tuck on your own? 
No. Okay, so I'm gonna call that a lift. Okay. It's not a jump that she can do on her own. Oh, right. Damn. Okay, so, and then Caitlin Bristow was talking to E.T., and even they're like, and this is really weird for these shows because normally on these shows, you don't question certain things and you don't make it personal and we rarely hear this but when you listen to caitlin and her partner talk they're taking this personally at this point it starts being a little personal I feel it like. does and we're good at accepting constructive criticism we'll be like okay great now let's apply it that's wonderful thank you for the feedback and with this one it's like eh? okay i just want to know like where it comes from is it from a place where you believe in us and you want us to do better? Is it coming yeah. from a place of like, oh, but I was hard on Hannah and you're another bachelor girl. Where is it coming from and how are we supposed to take it and bring it into our next rehearsal? It, yeah. It's very hard to understand that. Derek says things and I'm like, great. Oh my gosh, I could work on that and let's use that next time. And then when Carrie says things, I'm like, what do you want us to do with that? And if you think that this isn't huh. spilling over into other parts of life, so Karen Anaba is also one of the hosts on the talk. Yeah. And But she's the pro, right? She's the pro. So she should be able to give but that's, constructive criticism. But this is the thing, is that what they feel is that Carrie Ann's comments to the other dancers are constructive. And mm. to them... They're just harsh, and Caitlin finds it personal. And like she said, maybe it's because I'm another Bachelor girl and you were really hard on Hannah. I don't know, but none mm. of the criticism is something they can take back to rehearsals and improve on. They're just, quote-unquote, mean comments. Do you think Carrie Ann just doesn't like her? That could be it. I think that that's what Caitlin you know, is getting at. Sometimes people, not everyone will get along. No. And sometimes people will mean other people and you just don't like them you just don't vibe with them and maybe that's where it's coming from now if you think that dancing with the stars fans are going to have an effect and in any way turn around the way that carrie ann anaba talks to caitlin bristow yeah think again because this was carrie ann yesterday on the talk okay they still do it in my adult years like i'm what 52 years old i'm getting bullied like right now it's about six oh. week seven eight ish of dancing with the stars oh, yeah? right about this time it's when people start to bully me because of the way i judge people it's really interesting i can't believe it still happens as adults and i just want to tell people who bully it doesn't make me change the way i judge i'm not yeah, about to not. change because you're trying to bully me right. it only makes me stand stronger in my convictions and what i believe yeah, in you I, believe yeah, you know what I mean? like, yeah. just so you all know for all you trying to bully me about it i judge wow. the way i judge from my background that is my job to do it and i will always do it based on my own conscience not because you're trying to tell me what to do caitlin's dead oh, <laughs> caitlin's no. dead in the water now yeah, because the Bachelor fans came out, right? They came out to, to support Caitlyn because so she's it. dead now. She's dead. That's so it. So next week will be the last week to we'll see Caitlyn. <laughs> oh, no. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix. Roz and Mocha got you. Yo, Dexter, what kind of trouble you get yourself into? Well, my wife is just super pissed off about the amount of Roz and Mocha in my life, to be honest. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> so you wrote us this, Roz and Mocha Fixed My Life. You've been listening for about five years now, but over the last year, it's gotten out of hand, right? According to your wife... Uh, you, listen to, you listen to us all over the house while you're doing your chores. Uh, the problem is she hates when you listen to us. God, that hurts, man. Uh -huh. uh, to the point of where she gets extremely irritated, which then starts fights. And you're just wondering if you should tone down the amount of Razamoka in your life 
or if this is an issue that she needs to overcome. Get a pen real quick, okay? Do you get a pen? Uh, give me one sec. Get, get a pen. Get a pen. I'm going to fix this immediately. Okay. Get a pen. Write this down. Whenever you're ready, okay. yeah. 416. 416-223. 223-6617. 6-6-1-7. That is the name of a fantastic divorce lawyer. You oh. won't have to pay her a dime. <laughs> <laughs> okay, problem solved. Life fixed. Go about your business. Oh no, oh, hey, Dexter. Here's an important question: Does your wife like, like, what's the what's the problem? Does she not like us? Well, I don't know if she doesn't like you guys, or maybe like for an example, like I'll take the dog on a run, come home, take my headphones off. As soon as the headphones pop off, Rosa Mocha pop out of my phone speaker, right? Oh, okay. Like, Again, like turn that off. <laughs> and I'm like, but. They're talking about something funny. I got to finish it. But why? Here's what I don't understand. I don't understand why somebody gets annoyed watching somebody else enjoy something. That's what I always, I'm always like, like I find it so interesting that you're out doing your own thing. Like you're out with the dog. She's not with you. And yet you get home and she's like, ugh, that again? Like, I find it so weird. So to me, I can't help but take this personal that she just doesn't like Mocha and I. Uh, maybe she might not like you guys. I don't know. But oh. maybe it's because I listen to it, to, to it around you. Like when she says to you, like she gives off some comment. It's not like you're forcing her to listen to the podcast throughout the house every day, right? Like, what does she well, say to you when you're privately listening to our show and then she walks in and, like, gets annoyed? Well, it's not usually private. It's, like, when the headphones come off or, like, say I'm doing cat litter, for example. I don't put headphones in. I just blast it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's when she hears your voice. It's not when, like, she can't hear your voice. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it's just the sound of the voices, huh? Oh, wow. That's that's extreme. I think that actually hurts even more. Yeah. Not the fact oh, that no. we, like, do the show that, that she just hates our voices now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying to do a job, man. Yeah, I, I, Mocha may not be used to this, but I'm very used to annoying people. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> um, very, very used to it. Uh, I will say this. I, I get it in the sense that if I lived in a house where, say, Catherine was obsessed with something that I just did not like and 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 really for no good reason a lot of it might have even just been irrational but it just like drives me crazy okay and if she was constantly watching it i would be like god you got to give this a rest because i would think that it's doing damage to her i would i would have the opinion of you spending this much time on that thing kardashians is a waste of your time and I would get annoyed because I feel that there's other things, productive things that she could be doing with her life. I would get annoyed that way. And I, so I get it. Like, I really, really do, which goes back to, I don't think this has a whole lot to do with you. I think that she just really, really dislikes us. Oh, gosh. I don't know. I don't know how to fix this. Um, I know that other people, I know that other people have been in this situation before where one person in the marriage or the partnership or the relationship was a huge fan and the other person was not. And I have heard many stories where the other person has eventually come around yeah Hmm. i guess i can force her to keep trying to listen it doesn't happen through force it doesn't happen through force force. have you ever tried like listening to the podcast with her or have you ever asked her like hey would you like to listen to this with me uh 
No, I just kind of turn it on and get an eye roll and then quickly turn it off. Wow. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so wow. maybe maybe we have to then maybe we have to keep our relationship on the on the down low. Maybe like, may, maybe the three like, of maybe the three of us just sort of fool around when she's not home. Yeah, like you maybe know? when you go to the bathroom. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. You sit on the toilet. Bring us with you. It sounds like cheating, though. I just don't. Uh, nah, we don't want to well, call it that. Let's not call it cheating. Uh-huh. This is first of all, <laughs> this is a relationship based on love and respect that we have. <laughs> Okay, don't make it don't make it sound dirty, but when she leaves, when she leaves, just go and hide under the covers and bring us with you. <laughs> Maybe next time you take the dog for a walk, uh, you just go like an extra block yeah. or take an extra five minutes, right? But if she finds out that I'm talking to a smooth, cool dude on the DL. Oh, here we go. <laughs> here we go. Hold on, Dexter, was this FML... Like a total troll job just so you can call Roz a smooth, cool dude? No, this is 100% true. Like, it, it starts fights. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it starts fights. Uh, as long as the fights, as long as the flight fights don't impact uh, the important parts of your relationship, fight on, young man. No, not at all. It doesn't affect any of that. There you go. You guys still love each other? 100%, yeah. Uh, okay, oh, you're cool. good. You're there good. There we go. There we go. All right, Dexter. Hey, and because you do listen to the the, the podcast and to the show so much, between Roz and Mocha, who's your favorite? Uh, no, Sancho, I was going to have to go Mocha. Only yeah. because he's a Scarborough man. It's like, you know. Yeah, like I didn't see I'm this all about, coming. All about the Scarborough man. Yeah, yeah, okay. Hey, if I send you a picture of me in a frame, will you put it on your bedside table? <laughs> I'll put it. <laughs> I'll tape it to the underside of my cover. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Dexter. I, I'll, I'll, we're Thanks, gonna we're, we're gonna put you on hold. Maury will tell you what tape works best for that. <laughs> oh gosh! <laughs> Thanks so much, guys. All right. Roz and Mocha's fix my life on Kiss. Did you hear the Stone Cold Steve Austin news that dropped yesterday? No. Do you have to tell people who Stone Cold Steve Austin is, or do you think everybody knows who everybody Stone Cold knows. Steve Austin is? WWE right. Hall of Famer, legend. He's a wrestler. Um, former ring announcer Lillian Garcia was on this podcast called The Chris Van Vliet Show yesterday. And I know this, him. Do you know him? Yeah, yeah, he's a friend of mine. Is he really? Yeah. So he's got this super hot podcast YouTube channel as well. Yeah. He talks to all these wrestlers. He's a massive, massive fan. Yeah. So he linked up with Lillian Garcia, who dropped this gem, which had fans like me yesterday going absolutely wild. Well, the producer from The Last Dance called me and he was like, hey, uh, actually, WWE reached out to me first. They were like, somebody from the the producer from The Last Dance is going to reach out to you. They want you involved in documentary. I was like. Wait, what? Oh, okay. <laughs> so I end up um, getting reached out by them. And it was funny because my husband and I were currently watching that documentary as this message was happening. So when uh, Jake reached out to me, I was just like, Jake, I'm literally watching your documentary right now. Like, this is amazing. Yeah. Come to find out they want to do a documentary for Stone Cold Steve Austin. Mm. And it's coming out next year. And they, the, it gave me the biggest compliment. He said, your interview with Steve that you did on Chasing Glory was what made us realize that we wanted to do a different documentary because he's had a few, di- uh, few already. Yeah. But he said, we've never heard the story of him being so shy as a kid that he couldn't even order from the Dairy Queen, that his sister had to order that. And to see what he's become, yeah. you know, was so inspiring. And I was like... Holy cow, that is amazing, right? So then they said, and you had such dealings and and you seem to have such a friendship with him. We want you in the documentary. 
So what makes this such a big deal, she mm. mentioned The Last Dance. The Last Dance is the Michael Jordan documentary oh, from earlier this year right. that everybody was fixated on. So the people behind that documentary are doing a documentary on Stone Cold Steve Austin. This comes after an announcement from last week that said that Netflix was also doing a documentary or docu-series on right. Vince yes. McMahon, yes. the head of the WWE. Right. Okay. So they struck this massive, massive deal because they never said exactly how much money they had paid because it said it was like the highest that Netflix yeah. had ever paid for this yeah. Vince McMahon one, which you had pointed out, it's most likely because they need all that footage. All the licensing. The licensing for... Yeah what's owned by WWE. So I'm wondering if part of that also included, well, if we're getting all this footage from you, how about we also work on hmm. whatever, 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 whatever. And this is one of them that comes out of it. Interesting. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Do you want that kind of serious look at Stone Cold? Would you be? I would totally down. Yeah, you would. I've huh? watched documentaries on him before, yeah. but the way I... Like, I'm wondering if they would do much like the Michael Jordan one where they focus on one particular year right. or one particular um, portion of his career yeah. and then do the timeline jump. Right, right, right. Like, I don't mind that one. Yeah. You know, exactly. Yeah. Like, kind of yeah. mimic what you did with Michael Jordan, but do the same thing with Stone yeah. Cold. Huh, that's interesting. I'm yeah, with that. Because I, I think that that's, the, if you're going to do it with one of them, I think that Stone Cold's the guy to do it with. Yeah. Right? I'm down for it. Yeah. Absolutely. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. Update. Hi, Anisha. Welcome back to the Roz and Mocha Show. Hi, guys. So, Anisha, um, we want to get this update from you because when we talked, your your case, your case, your story <laughs> was, it was, it was unique because we'd heard a lot of sort of dog custody stories, but yours was a unique one, which is you had a, uh, a an old boyfriend, like you and your ex-boyfriend shared a dog together. And it's not like you had a big custody fight when you broke up about the dog. There was an agreement that he was going to take the dog. You could get the dog whenever you wanted to come and visit him, take him, do whatever. But then you got a new boyfriend and it, that relationship, that sort of tie that you had to your ex was starting to bother your new boyfriend and you didn't know how to navigate that. And I think that the advice that we gave you at the time was um, that having this relationship and building this relationship, keeping it alive with your ex was probably not the most healthy thing to do. So you had a choice of what you were going to do with the dog, whether you were going to walk away from this dog that you loved just because uh, you wanted to make it work and give yourself the best shot with the new guy, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Are you still with this new guy? Um, yeah. Oh. We're, we've been together for over two years now. Oh, wow. wow. And Congratulations. So what, what's your relationship like with the ex now? Um, we, we're civil we still see each other every now and then, but um, for the most part, we um, we've gone our separate ways. And okay. what about the yeah. dog? Did you go your separate ways from the dog too? I did. You did. Oh, no. I did. Yeah. So wait. So how is it that you're still seeing your ex boyfriend every now and then? Um, we know him through a mutual friend. Gotcha. So okay. Yeah. But you're not going over anymore, and you're not calling oh. and emailing him and texting him about the dog and when you can get yeah. the dog and all that stuff. Now, when the last time you saw the dog, did you like? Did you say goodbye to the dog? Um, it wasn't so formal. It was more of a. I saw him less over a period of time, and then the last time I saw him was like Christmas, and I, you know, just said my. Yeah, just quickly, oh, I miss you kind of thing. And then it 
haven't seen him since. So you aban- <laughs> so you abandoned him then. <laughs> oh, oh no. <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> and what's life like now for you, Anisha, with your new boyfriend? Uh, we have another dog. You do? Oh yeah. Yeah. We so, got a dog um recently a couple months ago. What kind of dog did you get? A husky German Shepherd. Nice. nice. What's his name? Yeah. Or her name? Oreo. His name is Oreo. Okay. Oreo. And how are things with this new boyfriend? Uh, great. We're living together. Oh, nice. Okay. <laughs> yeah. now, did you did you actually sit down and have a conversation with him saying, hey, listen, I know this bothers you, so here's my plan. I'm going to sort of start to slowly ease the, the dog and the ex out of my life as much as I can? Or did you just he, let it, you just allow it to happen? Yeah. Um, I had a conversation with him. You know, he's super understanding. He was, he was like, you know, I want you to be able to see your dog. I don't want you to sever those ties. So I did it on my own accord. I saw him less and less and... And I think he grew more comfortable. And then we finally decided to get a dog together uh, this year. Do you carry any guilt for the, the old dog? Like, do you do you feel that like you're almost cheating on the, the old dog in a way with the new dog? <laughs> At first I did. But yeah. now I know I know he's like well taken care of. And yeah. and I'm not I'm not at all worried. <laughs> did your did your boyfriend get him a new mama yet or no? Your ex-boyfriend? <laughs> Um, I'm not sure. No. Oh. Dogs need a mama, you know what I mean? Oh, no. <laughs> um, Anisha, so, yeah. I mean, I don't want to have to ask. Okay. But let's just say the mm-hmm. same thing happens. History oh, repeats itself God. again. Why would you say this? Because it's happened to her once already, right? And then they're rushing into getting another dog. Um, like, I think, well, I've always been a dog person, and yeah. um, my current boyfriend knows that, and so um, he knows that if we were to go our separate ways, which I don't think will happen, but if we do go our separate ways, I would keep the dog. This so this time. is your dog. Yeah, this not, is my boy. Not his dog. Okay. No, he's my boy. Interesting. Interesting. Did you pay for the dog? Uh, we split it, but See, the oh, dog likes me better. Girl. So how attached, girl. how attached is he to little Oreo? Um, he's. He's attached, but we all we both know that Oreo likes me better. You guys, so you fine. guys, you guys split the vet bills and everything else. No, I pay for the vet bills. Okay, but who? You guys split the dog, though. I'm telling yeah. you right now, <laughs> le- legally, that is both of your dog. <laughs> I'm. Well, you I cannot mean, do the. He likes me best. The same way. I know, oh, Anisha. We'll be talking Nisha. to you in like a year. Yeah. yeah well, I love dogs, and um, I've taken a couple dog training courses since then. Yeah. So. We know that I'm the major dog person in this relationship, so. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. Well, <laughs> talk to you in a year with Come an update on. to this update. No, Anisha, Anisha, I'm just going to say this. I, I love you a lot. We think you're great, and thank you so much for sharing, and I do hope that this is the last time we ever Absolutely. talk to you. Yeah. I hope that we oh, do I not have to, I hope that we do not have to have this same conversation again. <laughs> I hope so. Thank you, guys. Okay. All right. And let's all, let's all say a prayer for the old dog, hoping he gets a new mama soon. <laughs> bye, Alicia. Bye, thanks. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life on Kiss. Did you see that IG post of uh, Burger King telling everyone in the UK to go visit McDonald's? No. Why? Because out in the UK, they're into their second lockdown. Gotcha. Because of coronavirus, right? Gotcha. So here's what the Instagram account for Burger King UK put out yesterday. In giant letters at the very top of this statement reads, order from McDonald's. And right above that is the Burger King logo. Okay. And then it says, we never thought we'd be asking you to do this. Just like we never thought we'd be encouraging you to order from KFC, Subway, Domino's Pizza, 
uh, Domino's Pizza, Pizza Hut, Five Guys, Greg's, Taco Bell, Papa John's, Leon, or any other independent food outlets. Too numerous to mention here. In short, from any of our sister food chains, fast or not so fast, we never thought we'd be asking you to do this, but restaurants employing thousands of staff really need your support at the moment. So if you want to help, keep treating yourself to tasty meals through home delivery, takeaway, or drive through Getting a Whopper is always best, but ordering a Big Mac is uh, also not such a bad thing. Take care, Team Burger King UK. Wow. I mean, I think that they could have used that platform to help out some... Lesser well-off companies than McDonald's. <laughs> you know? They serve billions. You know, like, where's the local dry cleaner? Right. But I think that was kind of like the overall message. Yeah, I get Other it. Other than supporting the big chains, yeah. you know, look for, like, the, the small local kind sure. of companies to, yeah, yeah, to help support, I right? I get it. I'm on every mailing list for every airline just because you give your email address when sure. you fly and everything else. And I get, like, every single day, I get, like, deals, deals, deals. Jump on a plane, fly here, oh, right? And I'm like, man, don't send that to me. I like, know. what are you doing? If I'm not you going. Wanna, I'm not going, <laughs> right? If you want to do, I'll tell you right now, if you're, if, if you're and, and again, it goes like with this, with the, with the social media and stuff like that. If you want to help out, right? Like, you want to really help people out right now and you are a giant company, I think that the thing you need to fall back on is optimism. Mm-hmm. And I think that if you're going to start emailing people deals, you should be selling now guaranteed fares, completely hassle-free cancellations if oh. need be. But you should be promoting right now Christmas 2021. Mm-hmm. You should be right now selling all your deals so everybody for next Christmas can get to wherever they need to go to see their family because nobody's going to be able to well, do it this year. Still... That's what you need. 2021. Push that. Sell me that ticket now. Still now trying to get a refund for a flight that we were to take to New York back in April. Yeah, dude. I lost. Still now. Well, like, and they're just giving pushback. I won't say the name of the airline, but they're no. still giving pushback. We'll give you a credit. We can't yeah. necessarily. And I understand everybody's hurting, right? Like yeah. everyone needs money. Yeah. But I want my money back yeah. for these tickets I, that I bro, paid for. I went through an agency and I ate the cost of tickets from New York and then New York to Paris, Paris to London, Paris and uh, London back to Toronto. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, not cool. It's not cool. But do that. Start getting like lead with optimism. And start selling fares to get people home for next Christmas mm-hmm. because that's right now what it's looking like is going to happen. That's the, this, this is going to be a write-off this year. So sell next year. That's, that's what go? I want on my email. Where should we go? We oh, go? I know. Like Hawaii? Where should we go? You want to go to Hawaii? No, Red Deer. Never been a Red Deer. You know what? <laughs> yeah. Neither have I. There we go. Christmas and Red Deer next year. <laughs> Pack it up next. <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. With the upcoming NBA season approaching, January is what they're saying. Uh, the Toronto Raptors still have no home. We don't know where they're going to play. Mm-hmm. At one point, they were talking about potentially having the Raptors play in Kentucky. At one of the arenas out there, but that kind of fell through. And then the mayor of Kansas City sent a letter to uh, the NBA, to the commissioner, and said we would gladly welcome the Toronto Raptors to Kansas City and play in our arena. Mm -hmm. Because the whole thing now is 
crossing the border. Borders are closed. Yeah. Right? They can make ex- exceptions, but with those exceptions come quarantine rules. You got to stay quarantined and locked down for 14 days, right? So the Raptors organization sent out a survey to season ticket holders asking what their level of comfort would be mm-hmm. to attend games at Scotiabank Arena if that were But like plans. socially distant, though, but right? But socially distant, right. keeping everybody apart. So you're not going to have an arena full of people, right. but you will have an arena with a bunch of people. But then again, how are you going to play all these games at home? How are the Raptors going to play at Scotiabank Arena at home and then still manage to have teams that they're playing against, all U.S. teams, cross the border and quarantine? It's interesting. Um, I don't know. It, it would just be, it would all depend on, first of all, I don't even know what the rest of the NBA is doing, but it, but it looks like on that menu that everybody's going to try, uh, that memo that everybody's going to try and play at home. Yeah. Right, and I heard they wanted to start it in December. Yeah, it was to get that Christmas money. It was going to be. They were uh, originally going to do. I believe Christmas Day was going to be the start of the new season. Right, because they always have big games on Christmas Day. Right. Yeah. They usually stack that day up with like four yeah. four games. Um, which I always love. I love, 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 love. Yeah. Them. Yeah. It's like in the states when. U.S. Thanksgiving, they just stack yeah, the day football. with football, yeah, right? Yeah. I I love that the uh, that Christmas Day. That's my day. So I'm curious to watch what the, the rest of the NBA is doing. Like whether they're going. It looks like it sounds like everybody's playing at home. Sounds like it for now. Uh, right before you take the survey, part of the letter says at this time, while the circumstances surrounding the return of play, return to play of our teams and fans returning to Scotiabank Arena remain uncertain. We are currently planning for tickets to be mobile only and for a ticket resale to be disabled for groups of tickets larger than two in order to meet current social distancing rules. Oof. Oof. Two. Yeah. Jeez. And of course, all of these are going to go to the season's ticket holders. Of course. Right? That's, yeah. yeah, that's it. Uh, so if you are a season's ticket holder for the Toronto Raptors, maybe there, you have that that survey uh, in your inbox that you haven't checked just yet. Yeah, interesting. But it's not Would you a, go? Absolutely not. No. No. You would not. Even as big of a Raptors fan as you are. No. Even I just, still don't even, go. Even getting to sit alone. Nope. Nothing, huh? I'll stay at home and watch. Really? Yeah. Bro, even with like all the restrictions or all the um, precautions that restaurants and bars and all these places have taken, right? Yeah. yeah. And they've all gone above and beyond to make sure that their establishment is safe and that the people who are working there are, are being careful. I, I still won't go because I don't trust people. Right. I don't trust regular people. Right. I trust the establishment. That's what if you fine. were a little bit drunk? <laughs> what if it was like Boxing Day? You're a little bit yeah. drunk, and you got really good seats. Like you're right behind the bench. Like yeah, I was you gotta, say, like how close? Oh, to the court very am I? close. Oh, you are very am close. I close. Yeah, very close. Yeah, like very close. And there's very few people in there. So if you say something, they'll hear you. Like the players and stuff? Yeah, and us at home watching. (laughs) That's close. Yeah. (laughs) Nah, you wouldn't. I know you wouldn't. You're too good. You're too nice. Like I know you would. Like like you could could reach out and touch without taking your ass off the seat, a player. Like, can I sit like in Drake's seat? No. Not oh. that close. Sorry, bro. Yeah, no, hang on. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast.
Uh, when are you getting ready for Christmas? When? Yeah, like when are you doing the tree and all that stuff? Oh, um, I don't know. In like a couple of weeks. I've seen, I'm seeing on like social. I mean, I think that for the most part, people are doing it just to sort of, you know, get social likes and all that other stuff. But oh, I'm seeing a lot to, of people. Not to brighten, brighten the mood? No, I'm seeing a lot of people We're putting doing the trees up already. You're doing it this weekend? We're putting up the tree blank on Friday. We're doing it in steps because we have a puppy. Yeah. So we're putting up just the tree with oh, nothing yeah. on it on Friday just to see what happens. Right. And then our plan was to sort of put a couple ornaments on each time. Right. Yeah. yeah the yeah. only thing, because the weather is going to be so nice this weekend, Yeah. the only thing I'm going to do is put lights, but not turn them on, put them up over the garage. Put them you're, you're not going to turn them on, though. No. So when are you going to turn them on? After Remembrance Why don't you just leave really, them year-round? Yeah. Round? yeah. yeah. Year round? And just leave them off. Yo, my dad does that. Yeah, a lot of people do that. <laughs> my dad, the, the light, my dad's changing the lights this year. Yeah. He said. And he's changed, and it's the first time since, I don't know, I would say like the 90s. Really? So those yeah. are your childhood Christmas lights. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Does that upset you? No. And so what, they're just up all the time. They're just up all the time. He doesn't tr- turn them on. Okay, but so he, then he just goes and plugs them in like yeah. sometime in early so December think, and then it's the holiday soon season. I got he's, you. he's swapping them out. He's putting brand new ones. So is he he's like changing the whole strings or is he just no, changing the I think he's bulbs? just changing the, the colors. I don't know. He's taking... Oh, really? Not there since the oh, 90s, right? Excuse me. <laughs> he should really like move on to like sort of what LED or something that lasts longer. Hell no. Big bulbs. Yeah. Big glass bulbs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I you know, gotta one do. One of them things shatters. It's like, oh, what a waste. You guys drive to Canadian Tire just for one ball? Yeah, I know. That happened I to know. my tree. And then I we had know. to just sort of replace that section. And there's nothing relaxing about a dad on a ladder. No, you know what I mean? Not like, nothing relaxing. It's so stressful for the whole family. When are you guys doing it? I don't know. I don't know. I think we're probably going to do it real soon. Yeah. Yeah, for no other reason than why not. And yeah. to me, to me, you know, when you do are gifted with like a beautiful weekend or a stretch of like decent weather that's not, you know, crappy i want to do stuff like that because I, I get a charge out of doing stuff like sure. that i like when it's you know super hot out you and have you traditions can, like you put a certain um, music you put on like a glass yeah, of eggnog no, while you do it. first of all eggnog is disgusting i know it tastes it looks like throw up and it <laughs> like, it's you i know, don't as a kid i honestly, love eggnog honestly i can't, love can i just, blow your mind yeah Okay, you got to try almond I'm not, eggnog. I'm not. I just, it looks like, that still also looks like throw What did you to me, say? Maureen. What kind? Almond eggnog. Ah, no, gross. No, no, eggnog If I'm going to have eggnog, I'm going to have the real thing. Like when I, I had one sip, I remember having one sip of eggnog one time because it was like, oh my God, you're trying the eggnog. And it was like, it was like I was drinking <laughs> something that somebody put in my cup from their own mouth. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't know where it it came from, but it felt like it traveled to Uh. that room in the mouth of somebody else. That is such a gross description. That is my, that's my, to me, that was the experience of putting eggnog in my mouth. As an adult, I don't don't like eggnog anymore. When I was a kid, loved it, because my parents loved it. Really? Yeah. I'm obsessed with it. Or like when when they would say, oh, put a little bit of rum in your eggnog. me. Yeah. So I did that. And like it was all right, but no. Uh, no Even no, Roz's description me. doesn't turn me no, off. Really, huh? Whoa, no, thank you. That is not a tradition of mine. Anyway, Merry Christmas there. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Mocha Mocha. Roz, Roz. Let's do the news. Okay. 
Nah, I didn't like that one. Oh, hey, Mocha? Yeah. You ready? Yeah. Let's do the news! Right better. A Roz and Mocha Show and Kiss 92.5 News Break. Cardi B has called off her divorce from Offset yesterday morning. Cardi withdrew her divorce petition oh. days before the case was set to go to a court hearing. Now, Cardi did ask the court to dismiss the case without prejudice, meaning she could reserve the right to file for divorce again at a later date. But as it is right now, uh, Cardi and Offset are going to spend election night together. There's no divorce in this house. No divorce in this house. <laughs> uh, Netflix has begun production on season three of You. God, I hate they hate that show so much. Yeah. But I can't wait for season three. Uh, they said, uh, we recommend you stay at least six feet from Joe Goldberg at all times. You season three is back in production. Now, plot yes. details are have not been announced. However, season two ended off how? the Love was pregnant, right? Spoiler alert. Oh, God, whatever. Uh, love was pregnant. That's how it ended, right? Yeah. yeah so is it like maybe Joe has a kid coming around. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, 25 years ago tonight... The Raptors played their very first regular season uh, game, November 3rd, 1995. Let's go, Raptors! Now, Mocha, who did they play and did they win? Oh, God. I'm going to say we lost and we played against Orlando. No, we won and we played against New Jersey. Oh, yeah. Take that, Jersey. Now, that you guys was sucked back that, in 95. That was down at Sky Dome. Mm-hmm. Um, 33,000 fans watched that game. Yeah, man. Pretty good, huh? Pretty good. Damon Stoudemire, shout out to Mighty Mouse. (laughs) That's right. Yes. Oh, my God. He's the best. 30 years ago today, 30 years ago today, this track hit number one on the pop singles charts, making it the first ever rap single to do that. All right, stop. <laughs> ice Ice Baby by Bill 30 years ago. I don't know. Turn off the lights and I glow. To the extreme, I rock a mic like a vandal. Light up a stage and wax a chump like a candle. Dance. Yeah, there you go. Oh, you still know all them words, huh? Oh, yeah, that was a classic. Yeah. Come on. Don't sound on Vanilla Ice. I'm not. It's a felony. Love it or leave it. You better can't wait. You better hit bulls out of kid. There's a new app that lets you set up a, quote, legally binding NDA, a non-disclosure agreement, before sending nudes to somebody. Oh, so it's, I know. So it's called Egree, and it lets you create, yes, a legally binding agreement between two individuals. And once you both sign the NDA, if one of you leaks the nudes, you can then sue them and have the same legal standing you'd have if a lawyer had drawn up the contract for you. But here's the thing is that, you don't need this. That's already illegal, right? You can't do hmm. that. There's already laws against that. How this started, it's really weird. So the app is 99 cents. It's called Egri. If you want to look into it yourself, you can get it on Apple and Android. What? This was. This, Maury said he already has it. You already have it, Mark? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's just for you and Matthew. <laughs> Trust. Huh? This is what love looks like. <laughs> the app was started by a former model named Natalia um, Vodianova, and it was originally set up, this EGRI, as a way to deal with liability on job sites. It was intended to almost be like an insurance policy between two individuals working together that didn't have proper insurance, liability insurance, mm-hmm. and didn't want to pay for lawyers. That's why this was created. Um, so I don't know how it got to 
nudes. Yeah. But this was the intent for this, and now it's sort of co-opted, I guess, to be they put a thing in there that says, hey, here's your your NDA for nudes. I don't know, but that's the world we live in now. So, um, so yeah, so it's called Egri. I think it's 99 cents. You can get it. Take a look at it. I don't know. Legally, I don't know if it changes anything, but it sure is interesting. Britney Spears had a message for the free Britney fanatics. These are the people who strongly believe with some good evidence that Britney is being held against her will. She's not allowed to make one single decision for herself. They got her drugged up. All of these sort of conspiracies, but there is evidence. There's evidence and there's a little bit of validity to the free Britney movement, but Britney had this message for those fans. Hi, so I know that there have been a lot of comments and a lot of people saying a lot of different things about me, but I just want to let you you guys know that I am fine. I'm the happiest I've ever been in my life. And I'm sending all of you guys a lot of prayers, wishes, and um, a lot of love. See, this does nothing mm. to help it, though, because anytime she does one of these messages, fans are like, who made her say that? I was just thinking the exact yeah, same thing. exactly. That's what she can't win. Like, Britney can't win. She can't win with the fans. She can't win with her dad. She can't win with, the, like, and everything. Everything is going against her. But as soon as she releases one of these things, you just yeah. follow it. Everybody's like, okay, great. They're at her again. Yeah, exactly. What they do this time. Yeah, hashtag free Britney. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, a Republican in North Dakota won his seat in the Senate in the mm-hmm. state legislature. My bad. Uh, nearly a month after he died of complications of COVID nineteen. What? So yeah. So it's it when people because of the early voting ballots early? were when ballots ballots were already in October. They were allowed to cast ballots that early. Yeah, people have been voting for and then the I ballots guess have been done they for only months. Counted last night. Yeah, Damn. he died. He died on October fifth, but he still won. Wow. Right? So who takes that seat? I don't know what they do now. I don't know. Second place, I guess. I I don't know how you fix that. But he won with 35% of the vote as well, which is crazy. Wow. Yeah. Uh, November 4th. Let's do something here. Um, It's Diddy's birthday today. Hey, happy birthday, Diddy. Okay, how old's Diddy? Maury, get in here. Come on. Diddy is... How old's Diddy today? Tough call, right? Because he's had so many names in years to... That's what I'm saying. He's still a young guy. Like, to me, Diddy's to only me. like 10, but Puff Daddy could be like 40, <laughs> right? <laughs> well played. Bad boy for life. Yeah. Uh, okay, Diddy is 45. Maury? 48. 48. 51. No, he's not. Yes, is he is. Really? Uh, no. Yeah. Kathy Griffin. Oh, oh she's Kathy older than Griffin. she looks. Is she I in her sixties? So would that be like what? Like, can I tell you? Can, can I tell you a secret of hers? Sure. Whenever she wants to do videos, she taught me that she lies on the floor and holds the video camera above her so that your skin sort of flaps back. That's some loose skin. I was gonna say there's a lot of skin. It shouldn't be that flappy. Okay. Um, <laughs> Kathy Griffin is how old? Sixty-one. Maury. Oh, I was gonna say fifty-nine. Sixty. Oh, oh look oh, at you two. Oh. I went yeah. over. Probst. Survivor. Host. Oh man, Jeff Probst. Jeff Probst. But he's always in the dark. It's hard to tell. No, he stands he's on the fit. beach all day. In a, in and he's a, still night. fit. I'm going to say he's 54. Maury. I was going to say 67. 67? What? Jeff you Probst? Think Jeff Probst is almost 70? No. Yeah. No, Absolutely Jeff, not. Jeff Probst is 59, though. Oh, oh wow. Oh, so right? close. Uh, Matthew McConaughey, his birthday today. How old's <laughs> okay. Matthew oh. McConaughey? That guy's awesome. Tough call because he started losing his hair young, right? Yeah. I'm going to say he's in his 50s. I'm going to say he's 50. No, I'm going to change it. Yeah. I'm going to say he's in his 40s. 
I was going to say Matthew McConaughey is 48 years old. Okay, Maury? I was going to say 52. 51. Oh. Now, finally, we'll round it out with this. Okay. Ralph Macchio. Karate Kid? Daniel LaRusso. No. Karate Kid. Oh. Like the actual Karate Kid? What do you Daniel's mean? son is... Like the kid. If he... What? Like, is he the kid? What? The Karate Kid. Ralph Macchio. Okay. Yeah. He's who, in his 40s. I don't know. I never, I don't know. I'm going to say he's okay. in his 40s. Yeah. And I'm going to say he's 47 years old. Mocha says 47 years old for Ralph Macchio, a.k.a. Daniel LaRusso, a.k.a. Karate Kid. Maury, you say what? I'm going to say 53. 53. Daniel LaRusso. Yeah. Ralph Macchio. Yeah. Is 59. No, he is not. Hold on. I got to check on this. Ralph Macchio is 59 years old? No, so much there's dis- no way. There's so much disinformation. There's absolutely no way. Out there right now. I Who have else to, did you I say to, is 59? I have, to, I have to fact check this. Who else did you say is 59 today? Jeff Probst. So you're saying Jeff Probst yeah. and Daniel Dan- LaRusso are the exact same age? I'm looking at it right now. Daniel LaRusso, born November 4th, 1961. That makes him 59 years old. Happy birthday, karate, <laughs> karate man. <laughs> right. <laughs> did you see this bull roar yesterday about wearing three masks? Yeah, I don't know if it was three masks. <laughs> well, come on now. I, know, I might as well, right? Yeah, so what? I, so what? It's either three masks or I got to layer up. You got three layers oh, okay. of protection for the wintertime. Well, to me, that means three masks. Uh, Canada's top doctor unveiled new recommendations for non-medical masks, saying that they should be made of at least three layers and stressing their importance as we head into the kind of weather where we're all sitting around inside, face masks should comprise of two layers of tightly woven fabric, such as cotton or linen, mm. plus a third layer of a, quote, filter-type fabric, such as so, polypropylene, according one of the to masks the Public that Health I have, Agency of Canada. This one's two layers. This one that I have here is right. two layers. But two layers of what, though? It's two layers of spandex. So what do you want me to use? If that was around, if the, if you wore that a as underpants, if you wore face? that as underpants, we'd see everything. That's how thin it is. No, you wouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> you wish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, but I, I do have a mask though. Three layer mask. You got that a three layer mask. I actually do, and it has a spot for a filter. Yeah, and I have filters that I swap out every. Filters aren't good though. You can't wear a filter. You're not supposed to wear a filter. So why they make the section for the filter because you're, you're not supposed to put the filter in because the filter the filter cleans what's coming in it doesn't clean what's going out but i'm healthy you are but you're still breathing through a little hole you're not supposed to wear a filter correct me if i'm wrong but i read that you're not supposed to wear those masks with a little filter on the side no i heard that as well but i just came in to ask if you ever smelled the inside of your mask <laughs> Maury, first of all the mask goes over the nose bro okay yeah, you run in here like, all the time it's like, like a you're every- like blue beard <laughs> Yeah. Okay. It's like an earring. <laughs> All you're doing right now is just keeping your chin warm. I saw I saw a video the other day. Did you see this clip online of that woman in the big giant crowd who was like coughing in like a group oh. in a group of people and then she blew her nose with her mask? Yeah, into and then her fold, mask. And then folded the mask up and put it in her pocket. Yeah, like it was a napkin. He's savage. He's <laughs> savage. Anyway, I'm not doing that's, I'm not that's I'm not, not how it works, man. I'm not doing three masks, I'll tell you that. Okay. Nobody's saying for you to wear. Three well, I don't masks. know. I don't you know. know. What? Well, what if I? Okay, but what if I don't have a three-layer, two-cotton, one-polypropylene-layered mask? What am I supposed to do? I go mask what? Saran wrap and then mask, and then you watch me pass out. 
Can you please, at Metro? Can you please do that? No. Me? No, I'm when not. When you walk in here, can you please wrap the face in saran wrap? No. I don't think it's saran or mask, like, underwear material and then mask. Don't ask me how I know this, okay? But I'm going to tell you right now, wrapping your sur face in saran wrap is not comfortable. <laughs> don't ask me. No follow-ups. No follow-ups, I said. No Does it get, like, hot No follow-ups, I said. <laughs> Uh, so it is looking more and more likely that the NBA is going to start on December 22nd. Yes! Uh, ESPN is reporting that the NBA's Board of Governors and the Players Association will meet separately, and the expectation is that both sides will approve the proposal for the league to open play on the 22nd of December for mm. a shortened 72-game schedule. That's okay. I don't mind that. Uh, the season would stretch into mid-May, they say, with finals to be held in the end or mid-July. Oh, you know what? Summertime basketball? Yeah. I love it so much. Yeah, so there you go. So, But the, there's still no word on where the Raptors are going to play. No, no, there mm. isn't. So we'll have to see how that goes. Uh, Google searches for liquor stores near me hit an all-time high on election <laughs> night in the U.S. <laughs> Of course. Uh, Americans also searched, searched for fast food near me, and the words move to Canada skyrocket. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Nah, we don't want you. No way. Uh, Stay there. Google Trends reported most searches for liquor stores originated in Delaware, followed by Maryland, Tennessee, and Georgia. Other popular search terms were liquor stores open near me. Uh-huh. <laughs> And wine near me <laughs> uh, in New Jersey, where on the ballot was uh, legalization of marijuana, how to roll a joint skyrocketed on Google by 2,800%. <gasps> what? They don't know how to roll joints in Jersey? Come on, y'all. People were very excited. People were very right. excited. Start I don't know YouTube how to video. roll a joint. But I'm so sure I could figure it out. There are... From what I've heard, so many resources you can go to yeah, online yeah. to learn. Yeah. No, Isn't I've never. Isn't it easy to just put it in a cookie? What's that? Isn't it easier to just put it in a cookie? And what, eat it? Yeah. yeah I guess. I don't know. I'm not into any of that stuff. I did it one no, time. No, I'm just I asking it. for a friend. Oh, as if more. You don't come yeah. in here like you're some sort of weed expert. Please. Um, no, I've never rolled a joint. <laughs> like this guy, right? Desperate, just desperate for any sort of like. I, I just want to be. Let me be a part of it, right? Gonna come here. Let me, let me pretend like I, I know what I'm talking about. Okay, so explain to me then. How do you put it in a cookie, Maury? Well, just, I just assume you just bake it in. Okay. I assume. <laughs> see? Yes. No, hey. Ah, nobody asked you to sit down and get comfortable. No, no. I want you to sit down and get comfortable. Oh. Have you have you ever got high? Have I ever gotten high? Have you ever gotten yes. high? Yes. Yeah. How, How many, many times? times? Three times. When's the last time you got high? Oh, my God, forever ago. Okay, so what like, did you do then? Well, I almost did. I brought home a weed cookie once, and Matthew, like... Almost getting high is not getting high. Yeah, I, didn't, no. I didn't ask when if you almost When was the last time you high. got high? Yeah. Oh. It was the year 19-something. Yes. Okay, okay. So thank you. Okay, and how did you get high in 19-something? On a weed cookie. On a weed cookie. Have you ever smoked it? Yes. You did. It did does you, nothing to me. Did you, it does nothing to nothing. you. Nothing. Oh, here we go. Okay. Challenge accepted. <laughs> <laughs> Challenge uh, accepted. Yeah. <laughs> Who wants to drive their van down to the station right now and socially distance with Maury while you hotbox? No, there's no, gonna be no, 500 no, vans no, out front. No, no, no. Why not? Sit in the back six feet apart, right? Six feet apart. No, We're good. No, no, We're no. good. His, that, that body can't handle anything. Famous no. last words. Uh, famous last words for anybody before something bad happens. I don't feel this at all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
Right? Yeah. Wow, I could just get high laughing. You look high. Your eyes are so watery right now. Oh, I was rubbing them. <laughs> uh, you look high as hell right now. Anyway, so yes, uh, how to roll a joint. Google search is skyrocketing in New Jersey. Uh, so streams of All I Want for Christmas is You surged on November 1st. Really? Yeah. Oh. Why? Wow, you don't like that? I mean, on, I'm, not, uh, I'm not ready yet. On Sunday and Monday, it was streamed 1.14 million times in the U.S. That is up 160% wow. from uh, the days of October wow. 30th and October 31st. They're going through their stuff over there. So. <laughs> yeah, man. People just want to feel need, good. I agree. People just want to feel do good. You. Yeah. If you like the song, go ahead. Do you? Yeah, they not for me just yet. No. I'm going to wait. Yeah. Really? I'm going to wait. I like that Mariah, like right after Halloween, she's like, it's Christmas, bitches. Yeah. I like that. I like that she owns it. I really do. Her, her she day didn't after. She wait for, no. for uh, U.S. Thanksgiving. No, her, no, her right after sort of Thanksgiving, or her right after Halloween, like social posts are always great. Yeah. They're always, she, she's like, she, okay, it's me. For the next 12 weeks. <laughs> it's all me now, baby. <laughs> uh, so, no, Kanye was not on Jimmy Kimmel last night. Yeah, Kimmel, what happened with well, that? Well, so Kimmel on Tuesday made a joke, right? He was talking about what's coming up later in the week. And on Tuesday, he said, Kanye is going to be here on Wednesday. And then he looked off camera and was like, oh, Kanye canceled. I guess he's not going to be here. But I don't think that a lot of people took it seriously when he said that because people were still promoting the fact that Kanye was supposed to be on on Wednesday. Uh, but he wasn't. So Kimmel was legit that Kanye canceled. And we knew like two days ago because Kimmel told everybody, but nobody really believed it. Yeah. It was weird, right? So there was no Kanye on Kimmel last night. Mm. So there you go. So still no word on who the president of the United States of America is. Uh, but Donald Trump was hammered by Twitter again for spreading misleading election info and claiming uh, the secretly dumped ballots. There's no truth to that. So they he's getting like you want to think there's like warning after warning after warning. How has he not been kicked off <laughs> any social media yet? I don't know. It's Man. so crazy. Um, the reason Chris Farley is trending today Remember Chris Farley? So his famous character from SNL was uh, was was the character's name? God, I can't. It was right on the tip of my tongue. Oh my god, I feel so bad for myself that I forgot the character's name. But he yelled a lot. Yeah, right. the guy okay. living in a van down by the river. This guy. You're gonna be doing a lot of doobie rolling. Not for when you're living in a van down by the river. Okay, the great Chris Farley, Matt Foley, living in a van down by the river. So Chris Farley's tweeting, because I don't know if you saw this, the Trump supporter who inter interrupted a press conference in Clark County, Nevada, and this guy sort of looked like Matt Foley, but only he's wearing a tank top that just simply read barbecue, beer, freedom. Family stealing the election. The media's covering up. The Biden crime family stealing this election. The media's covering up. The Biden crime family stealing this election. The media's covering up. We want our freedom for the world. Give us our freedom, Joe Biden. Joe Biden's covering up this election. He's stealing. Okay, now go back to Chris Farley again. Bro, I swear, T-shirt, man. Come you're going to be doing a lot of doobie rolling when you're living in a van down by the river. Okay, same thing. Oh, yeah. Same thing. Exactly same the same. same. Right? Stealing the election. The media's covering up. The Biden crime family stealing this election. The media's covering up.
<laughs> People are so turned. Oh my god, what a disaster! When you know that you're gonna do something like that and you're gonna yeah. go out in public, just like wear a regular tee. <laughs> no way, man, that is a regular tee. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I, He's like, this is the fanciest thing I have. I'll, I'll tell you what, though, <laughs> I disagree with everything that the man said, except for barbecue, beer, and freedom. I fully support that. Sure, the slogan's pretty lit, yeah. but still. <laughs> we should all live that way, right? Life would be simple. If he truly believed, if he truly believed barbecue beer freedom, he would not have been down there doing the thing that he was doing, right? If he truly show off this word, new tank I those got. Those words to live by. It was on sale at Target. We would all be better people. USA, if USA. We mandated barbecue beer and freedom. We would all be better off for it. Roz and Mocha Q&A. Time to answer some questions. Cole Young, what up? Hey, how are you? Good, buddy. How are you? I'm great. Oh, before we get to Cole's question. What? I was told to wish you a happy birthday coming up. Oh, wow. Well, thank you very much. There you go. Well, happy early birthday, Cole. What is your question you. for the room? So my question is, if you had to go back in time to change one thing for the betterment of humanity, mm -hmm. what would you change? Interesting. Oh, boy. Um, I think that's an easy answer. Wait, before anybody else answers, I need to know what your answer is, Cole. Um, I didn't have an answer for my own question at first, so I had to do a little research. But um, I decided I'd avoid changing a major event just because I didn't, wouldn't want there to be any sort of negative fallout. Mm -hmm. So what I decided on was, and it might sound a little nerdy, but I would go back to 48 BC and prevent the Alexandrian Library from burning down. Wow. Oh, wow. Why, why is that significant yeah. to you? Um, because they say that humanity was set back hundreds of years from all the, uh, everything that was lost in that fire. Oh, so interesting. I just be, uh, yeah. I got to research really that. I don't know. I don't know a lot about that, but I'm super interested in that. This, this reminds me of, um, the sort of baby Hitler dilemma, right? Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Which, which is like, you know, if given the opportunity, could, would you go back in time and kill baby Hitler? And which is an incredible moral dilemma because, I think that most people, your first sort of instinct would be like, yes, but then the moral dilemma becomes, but baby Hitler is innocent. Because yeah. why would you want to go back in time and kill a baby? Well, no, but there's a the thing, but you know that that baby's going to grow up to be Hitler. No, no but I if know. you go into his later years and no, just no, 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 change no, that's not mind. the question. That's no, not no, the question. No, no. The question is, the question is if Hitler. you could go back in time and kill baby Hitler, would you? No, because he's a different, he's not the person he became. Right. So, but you'd be surprised on how many people say yes mm, to that really? question. Yeah. Yeah. But the thing is, with something like that, right, there's a possibility that somebody else in and around that time, in and around that era that had the same thought process or beliefs as Hitler would have grown up to be that same person. But not Hitler, though. But not Hitler. Is right. that your answer, Roz? What? Would I go back and kill baby Hitler? Like for his question? Um, no, no. My answer is this, and it's, and it's crazy that you just, uh, that you brought this up. I, I've had, like, would I do anything? And, and, and in most cases, when I ask these questions, I say I would do nothing because I would be just so terrified of my yeah. life not turning out. Butterfly effect, right? Completely. It's, you know, my life not turning out exactly the way it is, and I would somehow, you know, forfeit my own happiness and everything else. But it's funny because I, right before we started doing this, I was reading this article, and I'll just read you the headline, which is, for, and this was from this week, 49% 
of Facebook employees don't believe Facebook has had a positive impact on the world. Wow. That, that's not 49% of Facebook users. That's 49% of Facebook employees. Which makes it a bigger number because there's not that many employees. No, but what I mean, these are people who work within yeah. the company. These are not people who use it. These are people who design it, who help so they the know company the ins and profit. Outs. So 49% of people who actually work for Facebook um, do not believe that it's had a positive impact on the world. I wouldn't go back and like, it's not baby Hitler territory. Like I wouldn't go back and kill Mark Zuckerberg, but I would get him laid. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, bro, you like, need to chill. Yeah. You need yeah. some relaxation in yeah, your life. Exactly. Like wasn't I don't. the original invention of Facebook. It wasn't what it is now. When he first created it, it was just for literally people's faces. It was pictures of faces. No, it was to pick up chicks. Yeah, at Harvard. Yes. Yeah. That's why, right? Because yeah. he was disgruntled and and like gross, and it was used to like it and he was still it was hook used. Up, huh? No. So that's my thing. I would do, and if I had to pay somebody to do it, I would. Like if I had to bring somebody from the future with me and give them a hundred thousand dollars and say, "This is your project for the year." Right. First thing you got to do is study up. You got to get accepted to Harvard, and then your mission is to make this guy fall in love with you, and then you got to stay with him throughout his time at Harvard. Oh jeez. And if he dumps you, he dumps you. That's fine. But you got to do anything you can to not get this guy pissed off enough that he invents Facebook to pick up chicks. <laughs> if there was no Facebook, would that mean that there wouldn't have been Twitter as well, which Correct. is not a bad thing? Correct. Okay. Yeah, there wouldn't be like really. There might be something. There might be something. And a different I, iteration. And, of and it, a sure. different, yes. It would have been It would have been something, but I think that the idea of social media, and it's so very difficult to there understand where it would have went. back then. There was ICQ and stuff. That's, I know, but the difference is, is that, it, it, that those things had, even like uh, MySpace, okay? MySpace had no path to becoming a monster mm -hmm. because it wasn't interesting enough to people. There was an anonymity to MySpace. Where Facebook changed everything is you had to use your real name. And so it became real people. MySpace, I had 500 friends on MySpace and I think maybe a dozen of them used their real names. Really? Right? Like nobody ever used their real name on MySpace. It was all like some sort of weird thing and an avatar and all this other stuff. And people so it was, there was an anonymity to MySpace that sort of made it seem a little bit sexy. But as soon as Facebook came out, it was real. And that's when, like, everybody from your past, all the people you went to grade nine with started finding you. And it sort of built this thing. And it was great at the beginning, but that monster became uncontrollable. Yeah. And what Facebook has turned into now, Mark Zuckerberg doesn't have the option to shut it down. Nobody has the option to shut Facebook down. And you can't go back and sort of change all the things that have been bred from Facebook. Why can't he shut it down? Because he doesn't. He doesn't have the power to shut it down. Oh, because now it's publicly you got, traded. Yeah, you got a board, right? Like mm. you, they could, you know, like it just it just doesn't work that way. And so for me, I would like to see what would happen if social media, as we know, there would be something like. 2020, there would be some sort of social media. But you do know what life was like before Facebook. You were around. You know what that felt like. But what I'm saying is that it wouldn't be like that now. There would be something, but it wouldn't have been launched on the success of Facebook, which... Yeah, because everything after <clears throat> Facebook was because of Facebook. Was because of Facebook. Yeah. So I so I don't know what it would have been, mm. right? I don't know that. I don't know the answer to that, but I would like to see what would have, obviously we would have had some sort of social media with the tech companies that they are and phones and Apple and everything, like yeah. YouTube, you know, all that stuff. We would have had something, but I'm just curious to see what that something would have been had Facebook not you know, been the model for it. Because there was, I, I know that what you're saying about that, but I mean, when there was ICQ and other chat things back 
back in the day, I do remember it being, you know, not a pleasant thing because you had group leaders for the groups that you were in and they could kick you out if they didn't like you and stuff. So there was that kind of mean, harsh reality. Oh, no, no. Around. I'm not talking about the mean, harsh reality. I'm talking about how the world has bent to it. Yeah. Where it is it, the, the negative impact of Facebook and how polarizing it is and what it has done to, just look at the U.S., uh, it's it's crazy. It's crazy. It has done the exact opposite of what it intended to do. Oh, and so absolutely. And social media, social media, the, the intent was to sort of, you know, bring the world together and through information and humanity and all of its stories and all of this stuff. And it started off really, really great. And now social media's entire design is to do nothing but separate people. But are you surprised though that's how the world were? I mean, even when they invented the not, internet, it's not, though. you know, they it's never not. thought that they would put up nudie videos up there. No, but it's not though. But that that's fine because there was all, everything on the internet was just accessible, but it was all things that were accessible in real life. Social media was a brand new thing. I could mm. always buy porno. Yeah. Whether I buy porno in the store or buy porno online, it's still porno. It's just easier. I get that. Same thing with iTunes. You can go to, you can go to HMV and buy CD or you just make life a little bit easier and you go to iTunes, right? All of that stuff was just a more convenient way of doing things that we do in life. And would we have Social had media, iTunes if we didn't have Napster? Well, I mean, that's a whole other conversation, but I don't see a problem with iTunes, nor did I see a problem with Napster. Oh, no, I'm just saying, would we not have had, like, Napster really made people change sure. the way they think of things. Yeah, I mean, everything would have been different, but I'm just speaking specifically about social media. So that's what I would do. I'd get Mark Zuckerberg laid. <laughs> yeah. uh, I like would probably cause it's, it's like such a wide wide variety of answers that you could give similar to what you said before Roz is like if you change one thing in mm -hmm. the past how does that affect for better or worse what's happening now Yeah. so if I had to change one thing go back in time and change one thing for the betterment of humanity Mm -hmm. But I don't know how I would do this, but what I would like to do is to stop slavery. Where, though? Yeah. Stop slavery where? No, I know, but, like, like everywhere. like. But it was global. No, I know that, but, like, how? Like that's the one thing that I would... Are you thinking, like, one person started it? No, 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 no. But, like, stop everything from, from starting. But it was, it didn't start in one place. Like, it, it's, it's interesting. Or the, or the idea of it. You know what I mean? Like, the idea of all of that but starting Mo and getting to the point where it did. Mocha's heart's in the right place, though. No, I know. I'm just trying to think through the, but that's the, thing. the, the like, logistics. Where do you start, right? Like, it was such a big problem, a big thing. Like, like you would I have to go, but, but you would have to go to, like, like, the Roman Empire. Like, where do you start? Exactly. You'd have like, to go... How but the, many centuries but the, but, back? But the problem is this. The problem with, okay, it, with the idea of thinking that that, and I'm not with you. I, I mean, I'm, I'm with you where it's, it's an interesting conversation. But I don't know. You could say, you could go back to say the first person that used somebody against their will to, for labor, right? Because they were whatever class system was designed at the right. time, right? You could, you could do that. You could stop that one person from doing it. But what you would never be able to prevent was somebody else having that same idea. No, I know. That's why it's such a broad kind of thought process, right? Yeah. Because the idea came from somebody before them, and that idea came from somebody before them. But they may not have even, there may have been, what I'm saying is that you don't need the roadmap to figure out right. slavery on your own. Yeah. Right? You don't need an example of slavery to want to do it on your own. 
You know, you don't need to be somebody who saw somebody else do it to realize it can be done. Like it's the kind of thing of where you can't get rid of that idea because that idea will always come up. That idea still happens. Yeah. You know, and so, yeah, it's, it's interesting. It's interesting, but there's no sort of thing. Like there was no one guy that said that. Hey, right? we're going to kidnap all these people yeah. and they're going to be our slaves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's interesting. Because it goes though. centuries and centuries and centuries. Oh, it's, it's, right? it's, it's humanity. It's throughout uh, the, hey, the history Cole, of the world. That was a yeah. great question. Thank you so much for your submission. And thank you very yeah. much for joining us on the podcast. And happy early birthday. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me on. Right Take on. care, bro. What did you say, Maury? Anything? I didn't. You didn't. Oh, no. what'd you do? Oh, hold on. Wait, wait, Cole. Let's see no, what no, uh, David Maury says. I have two. You pick which one's better. Okay. Okay. Number one yes. is I would go back and um, figure out who invented it and stop uh, the person from inventing the, the gun, the pistol. Okay. Oh, wow. That's, again, oh. again, that's like the thing. This is the problem, though. But this one we can pinpoint. It was like Jonathan Colt or something. I know, but here's the thing is that, but you can't, like, when it comes Actually, to the we, way. we know who it was in Back to the Future 3. <laughs> okay, but here's the thing. Here's, here, here's the thing. This is the way that these things, the, the reason why these things are so maddening to discuss, right, is it's almost like, okay, when I was talking about Zuckerberg, right, mm -hmm. I'm not saying there would be no social media because the way that the world works with tech and everything else, somebody would have thought of an idea and we would have another version of it. Do you I'm really curious. think if you stopped the invention of the gun that somebody else would have come up with the gun? 100%. Yeah, for sure. Do you really think Absolutely, so? Absolutely, because, yes, because those things still, if you right now, okay, like if you went back and, I don't know, killed the guy or got the guy laid who invented the window, yeah. Okay. Somebody else at some point through trial and error would have smashed glass or crushed whatever it is, and they would have made windows. Like somebody else would have done it. Why does that's he need to get just, laid to not invent the window? Well, I'm just saying, because that's what I do with Mark Zuckerberg. We just get people laid to distract them from doing from, from doing the things that they do, right? I mean, the window's I mean, fine. We, yeah, I mean, I know. whether he got laid or not doesn't so, matter. So that's that's a problem. It's like it's like now, right? If you took if you took every sort of like science manual and math book in the entire world and got rid of them and waited for this current population that we have right now to die off, okay? Yes. So there eventually would be people that had no examples of that, no examples of maths and no examples of sciences. Eventually, in their world, all those same books would be back in existence because humans do trial and error. And that's how you discover all of these things. Like, they would have electricity. They would eventually yeah. have electric cars. that's true? hundred percent that's true. Because I wonder, like, with the invention of the, the toaster or the gun or the sandwich or whatever this one person thought of it, then you ask yourself, well, why didn't someone come up with it for them, right? Because if you're saying if, if that person didn't invent the gun, someone else will, well, then why didn't someone else before them? Well, because no, because what you have to then do is somebody had to understand gunpowder. Somebody under had to understand how to form metal. Yeah. Somebody understand, understand, it's all of these things, right? Like eventually it's not, it's not, it's not, yeah, eventually all of those okay, things in my would mind, have. My idea is it's delaying the invention. Right to to what though? Like what? Fifteen years? Or maybe, maybe it wouldn't be used for murder. Maybe the gun would be used. Like you shoot something, and maybe it's used for a fun game. Anything that anything <laughs> that okay, like, yeah. like a gender reveal. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you you got to use the gun to shoot the balloon. Right, but you also have to understand this though, and the way that humans are is that anything that can be used for something, somebody will always find a reason to use it to hurt other people. Yeah. Okay, my second right? one. My okay, second one. Next. Yes. I would find out who invented maintenance fees and kill them. 
Okay. Oh, wow. Okay, but again, right, again, that person would be dead and maintenance fees wouldn't exist for a period of time. And then somebody else would have thought again, about it. Again, you don't know that. Because maintenance fees are just a tax. Yes. Right? So you would have to then go and, like, it's just all this stuff would oh, eventually, would no, eventually no, I happen. I could have killed the person that thought of taxes. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, I could have trees, you're going back. You kill the maintenance fee inventor, yeah. right? And then I stand up on a podium and talk about how bad of an idea it is. And then everyone agrees with me and I become the hero of the anti-maintenance fee guy and everyone's like we don't want maintenance fees listen to this no Mr. but then Sherman. you're gonna find some rich bastard who's gonna be like you know what maintenance fees great yeah, idea yeah and right then, but then i'm toting around with my ideas right. <laughs> like and, more and people you will, listen to me and you will be forgotten and you're standing there life. with your <laughs> standing there with your gender reveal gun yes <laughs> <laughs> thanks cole thank you uh, later. later i'm pretty sure we've answered this question before this comes yeah. to us from the uh hairy face beard company oh, wow. thank you for listening <laughs> by the way yeah is cereal soup? No. Cereal is not soup. No, but no, interesting not. thought, though. It's soup not, doesn't have not. to just be water-based. It's not. It's right? not. So cereal is not soup. Cereal is, is cereal, cereal. Is clam chowder soup? It's a chowder. Is is stew soup? It's a stew. So cereal is not... It's cereal. A cereal cereal. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Okay. I don't yeah. know why you're trying to argue this, man. No, but like, <laughs> I think that if I was better at arguing, I might win this. You might. <laughs> but not today, son. <laughs> Mr. Singh asks, and you're going to love this, Ross. Okay. Why do ghosts wear clothes? Good question. I didn't know clothing had a soul. And how come you never hear of an animal ghost? And also, when Maury saw the ghost, what was she wearing? She was wearing a long white cloak. I always thought... Like a nightgown. Sorry, a nightgown. Don't get me wrong. I do not believe in ghosts. But for the purposes of this conversation, I want to take part. So let's start the discussion. Uh I always understood that ghosts, what they wear is what they died in. Same. Yeah, right? Typically, that's how it is. That's very true because you've heard of ghosts that wear like nice suits. Right? With a top hat. You've seen? Uh, sure. But yes. you know what the interesting question is on this? Like is, who? Like who? No, yes, but how come the clothing... Who's the ghost you heard of in a suit and top hat? <laughs> when did you hear this? Who was that ghost? No, I saw that in a film. Okay. Right? Okay. Okay. Yes. Now, the ghost I saw... Also, there's a ghost in the background of my dad and new mom's wedding photo. Okay. Your dad got a, a new wife? No, Donna. Oh. oh, they've been together forever. So why are you saying new mom? You new mom? They've what are you supposed to call How long have they been together? 15 years. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Man, if I, I, I've been with Catherine for like a little over 15 years. If I refer to Catherine as my new girlfriend, yeah. <laughs> chuck it ass whooping. <laughs> but my question My heart skipped a beat just now, huh? I know. My question Holy. is this. Yeah. Why is it that when ghosts are wearing something, the clothing they're wearing is also kind of ghosty, see-through-y and not really there? Oh. This is the conversation, part of the conversation I won't have. Like, why is the clothing not tangible? I don't know. So what, tell us no, about the ghost. You don't have because, an opinion on? Because there's no ghost. Tell, tell us about the uh, the ghost with um, Frank and his new wife. We all, and, and you could call them and they agree with this. Like in the background of the wedding photo, right behind the wedding cake, yeah. the staircase behind them, there's oh, a yeah. blur. Okay. Right? You yeah. don't see the ghost, but the ghost is there via blur. Who do okay. they think it is? The, because they got married in an old mansion. We mm-hmm. assume it's the person that lived in the old mansion. You assume? Well, Were they wearing a top hat? Okay, first of all, Roz, mm. all ghost stuff is assumption. <laughs> huh? Okay, sure. All ghost stuff is assumption? Yeah, like you, uh, everything is assumed. Yeah. Okay. No matter how much you believe in something, it doesn't make it true, you know. That's why it's assumptions. Okay. Uh, Steven asks, Interesting. what could you give up for a year? Cutting your toenails or your fingernails? Oh, God. 
Oh, Maury, don't answer this. <laughs> well, the yes. answer is easy. It's toenail because you can put a sock on it. No, but for a year? A whole year. A whole year? No, but if you I had to say... choose, I would rather the toenail because you no. could cover it with a sock. No, I could give up cutting my fingernails because... Oh, for a year, though. Yeah, but everyone sees you and no one will shake no, your I know. hand. No, 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 no. Well, I don't want people shaking my hand now anyway. No, but just... I haven't, sh yeah. I haven't sh shook somebody's hand since March. But fingernails... They, I find, they break off easier. So if they break, then I can like bite. Completely not true. When I bite are we my... allowed to bite though? Yeah. Would you give up? Oh, cutting your. Well, I guess. No, but can I just argue? Um, let's assume. Okay, let's say, let's say assume no. In the say spirit, no? let's say this. In the spirit of the oh. question, let's say not allowed to bite, not hoping to break off. Let's say if you had to grow long fingernails for a year or long toenails for a year, which oh. would you do? Can I just argue Mocha's point quickly? Yes. Toenails are easier to bite off than fingernails. Okay. Um, so let's say this. Let's mm. say that you do have to let them go for a year. Yeah. Fingernails or toenails. But life becomes so difficult in both scenarios. Does life become more difficult with five-inch fingernails or does life become difficult with five-inch toenails? Toenails. So I would then have to say that I'm not cutting my fingernails. Oh, so you would go long fingernails. Yeah. My toenails curve under, so they would just kind of just go under my feet. Oh my God, you would sound like a pony when you walked. <laughs> Also, ingrown, also ingrown toenails hurt way more than ingrown fingernails. I've never had that. You've never had that. You know what I had the other night that I had to pick out again? So, <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> Can we guess? So you know when you okay, you know when you clip your toenail, right? Uh -huh. My toenails are very hard. So you know when you clip your toenail, I try and do like a sort of rounded, round, like flat on the top, and then a little rounded on the sides, right? Okay. Every now and then on the side, I won't go in one time and clip far enough. So there'll be a little piece of toenail that's still there, and it becomes very sharp, and it's sort of way off to the side. And as my toenail grows, uh -huh. it goes up the side and then starts growing through the skin of my toe. So if you poke your finger on the skin on the top of my toe, you can feel the nail underneath what? it that's all, that's growing right up through and about to poke out. Ugh, so gross. How's it not bleeding? Poke, poke out the top because I haven't ripped it out yet. <laughs> and then so I have to gross. go in. We have this very specific clippers that have a long hook on the end. Jeez. And then I, Yeah, like they're curled on the end. And then I have to go in like angled and then I have to go in and dig them into the side and clip that one little part <clears throat> and then yank it out of the top of my toe with tweezers. Ah, gross. So what's your answer? Toes. Because of the sock? What's that? Because you can cover Wait, it with a sock you, and a shoe. Sorry. I'm not growing my toes. Oh, I'm growing. Okay, I'm growing okay. my fingers. Oh, you yeah, said yeah, toes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I mean okay. which ones? Which ones am I keeping? No, I'm. I have to. I would have to grow my fingers because I'm not walking around in flip flops with like four inch toenails. That's disgusting. <laughs> and long fingernails are not. I don't know. There's just something about. I don't know. I don't know. You could maybe do something with it, and you know, Mocha, you could just wear like scarves for a year, and then long nails and scarves could be your thing. You know what I mean? Like you could dress it up. Toenails are never gonna look good. Like you will always look like you've given up. Yeah. You but know? nobody sees them. That's why I'm but, saying but toenails. More, but more Everybody would see them. You can't wear shoes with no, four-inch long if toenails. You, if you knew that you were not cutting them for a year, you could order bigger shoes to accommodate the extra room needed. 
That would just be so painful. No, you'd be I wearing flip flops all the time. You wouldn't be able to drive. Imagine trying to get your foot tucked underneath oh, the, on, on, on the with the with the with the gas paddle and stuff like that with big long toenails. Yeah, no, no, thank you. So, what's your answer, Maury? I'm sticking with toes. You're gonna let your really? toes grow? Huh? Yeah, Ugh, disgusting. Gross. gross. Jennifer Ashley Moore asks, "What was the most scariest nightmare you've ever had?" Don't rem- don't recall. Don't uh, recall she also ever says, Mocha, I often too have night terrors that wake up my hubby, so I definitely feel your pain when we wake up our partners. Poor Jenna. Um, do you, when you nightmare, you don't nightmare about anything sort of like normal, like anything, it's all monsters and stuff like this. Like it's never something no, the, that's the real one, life, there's right? There's one specific that I remember clearly, and I'm running up the street towards my parents' house. Mm-hmm. But as I'm running, it feels like I'm running in water. So I'm not running at the speed that you would normally run. It feels like I'm being held back. And then I get to the driveway, and I I don't know the person, and I can't see their face. Okay. But somebody appears, and then they shoot me in my stomach. Oh, what? And then I go down, and I'm screaming. And at that point, my mother runs out from the front of the house, and she's, like, over me while... I'm there gasping for air after being shot in the stomach on the driveway. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's tragic. That's See? one that sticks that's out. Not like good. when I think back of any nightmare or night terror that I've ever had, yeah. that's the one that 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 sticks that's out. That's not good. That's not good. That's awful. Maury? Maury? Oh, I have this one. I've had the same one ongoing from time to time, and I absolutely hate it. It's where if I'm sleeping. So it's not ongoing if it happens. From time to time. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Just don't. That's it's, way too, it's way too specific for the podcast. Don't do that. Okay. Go oh, ahead. You're so good with words. The walls come alive, okay? Excuse me. The walls turn red and come alive and they're angry walls. Like, like come alive with hands or they come alive? No, they come alive in... with red light. But like, what are they doing? Do they move? Like, is it like looking at a way? But the problem is... Like with eyes? Like the eyes just like look at you and stuff? No, they just, they get really, they get really brightly red. But I, for some reason, I have to awaken the walls by yelling. Okay? Right. Have you tried tickling them? (laughs) (laughs) Matthew has woken me up because I actually end up yelling in this dream. Like it's like a, like it's like a, <laughs> to waken the walls. I'm not making this up. I'm not saying. Wait, but how do you know that the walls are alive if they're not awake? Like they have eyes. You said that there's just no. Red because lights. as I yell, the 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 red light gets stronger and stronger the more I yell. Okay. And then what happens? Does it do bad things to you? No. Oh. So why the hell are you bothering the walls for? Why are you waking them up then? Yeah, walls are just there living their life. I don't know, but all I know is that it's very scary. Yeah, I imagine it would be. <laughs> and Matthew's like, what the actual hell? <laughs> the walls are probably scared of you. You're always I know. yelling at them. Yeah. <laughs> just trying to chill there with yeah, the red light. Maybe just stop. But like, if they haven't tried to kill you. I know, but it's one of those dreams where you can't stop yourself from yelling. Oh. Yo, guys. Yo. Okay, I have to tell you this. There was one night last month. If I close my eyes, I can see this, like, clearly. I had this one dream, and I woke up screaming. Screaming. Well, in my dream, I was screaming. As I've said before, in real life, it's yes. more of a, a loud moan. Right. right? Uh, <laughs> yes, like yes, that, yes, right? okay. And then Jen has to wake me up. That's, and, that, and, as we've, and as I've said many times, that is more terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> it's more terrifying. So... I specifically remember I was with one of my friends and we were like at a mall and we were trying to get 
out of the store that we were in to go into the mall area. Okay. And we asked somebody for directions, and they told us where to go. And we had to go through this door. And we opened the door, and we went in, and it was this dark hallway. Mm-hmm. And we're standing at the very end of the hallway, looking down this long corridor. And it was dimly lit. And on each side of the hallway, there were all these doors. At the very end, and it had like old-timey carpet mm-hmm. on the ground. And at the very, very end of the hallway was this red door. No. With a light. No. Shining above the red door that was a lot brighter than any of the lights in the hallway. Okay. And my buddy runs down the hallway, and I'm standing there, and I can't move. I'm, like, stuck. But he runs down to the end of the hallway, and he goes through. Stuck like your feet are stuck or stuck like your body's paralyzed? Like, paralyzed. I can't move. You can't do anything. But he goes down the hallway, and he goes through the door, no problem. Yeah. And immediately, as soon as he goes through that door, this giant, like, ghostly face comes out of that door and, like, almost immediately right towards me. At that point, I start screaming in my dream, but in real life, (laughs) Is there a chance, is there a chance that when you wake up because a ghost bursts through a red door, that inside that room is Maury screaming (laughs) it awake? Like, do you think in the nights when Maury screams the ghost awake, then the ghost jumps into your dream and attacks you? That's even more frightening. But hold on. Let me tell you. Okay. So after that happened, a couple of weeks later, Jenna and I were watching on Netflix the show Ratchet. Oh, I love that show. The Ryan Murphy show. Yeah. There's one scene featured in the show. I can't remember which episode, but there's a hallway with doors on both sides of the hallway right. and a red door at the very, very end. I think it was a red door at the very, very end of the hallway. Yeah. Guys, I swear to you, That's I your promise dream? you, in my dream is exactly what was in the show Do you Ratchet. Think that you, the, did you get the dream after watching it? No, I. the dream happened like weeks before we watched the show. And I was freaking out because I see the, the scene, it happened like so quickly. Yeah. And in my mind, I was like, oh my God. That was my dream right, right there. Is right. that the scene the where scene. she's pushing a cart down with doll heads in it? I don't know, man. I can't remember. That's interesting when that happens. It's almost like a deja vu, but it yes. can't be deja vu because you actually, like, you dreamt it and ahead it was, of time, I'm right? telling you right now, it was the exact same thing. Like, it's not like you saw that scene and then remembered your dream. Like, you remembered no. your dream and then watched that scene. Correct. But it's always, dreams are always sparked by something that you witnessed or had happened to you that day. That's usually what happens. Well, no, not necessarily. How many times are you going around screaming at walls? <laughs> no, but I always was told that dreams are because something happened during the day to spark the dream. Oh, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't remember dreams, so I, I'm not a dream expert. I pay very little attention. But what happens to, when you do have a dream? I don't know. I, I'm, I'm not he saying just I don't. He wakes up, yeah. puts on his tight pants, I, I wake, off, I wake up door. Every morning I wake up clean. I have no, oh, my God, that was crazy. <laughs> like, I have no memories of dreams. Huh. Zero. Uh, Sherry asks, how big are your... Excuse me. Mm-mm. Sham, shut up. <laughs> Stay in there. <laughs> you, can't, you can't sit with us. <laughs> He's like, I know, I'm at the big boy table. <laughs> Sherry says, uh, how big are your current TVs and how big would you go? I just bought a 65-inch and I love it. Yeah, about seven and a half. 
Oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> <Same> <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, no, it's interesting because I don't, I, I don't know, I don't know what my TV is at home because I bought it so long ago. Like it just sits. I and and at the time, right? Like I have two TVs in my house. We got one in the bedroom and I got one in the living room. Lucky you. And. At the time, I bought TVs just specifically because of the dimensions of where the TV had to go. Right. Right. So I could have bought bigger, but I think the one in the living room is like 49, maybe 50. Yeah. And then the one in the bedroom is like maybe 46, maybe 46. And then I just bought a 55 um, for the cottage. We have, do we have a 65? No, I think we have a 55. 65 is big. We have a 55 at home. Yeah. Which I love, but I want a bigger one. Yeah. I think I want a 65. You do, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Even 70. 65 is big, though, man. That's what we want it's for the lot. bedroom. You want a 65 for Too the bedroom? Big. No, I mean, we keep going to the TV section at Best Buy before the pandemic, yeah. and we would just stand in front of the TVs, and we both or agree maybe on we that. have in a 65. The, no, no. In, the, in the bedroom, six and a half is plenty. Yeah, but I don't want to wear my glasses. <laughs> 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 um, Wait, you know what? Actually, now that I think about it, maybe it is a 65. God, that's big. That's a big TV, 65 yeah, inches. Because you notice, it. you rarely notice the difference. Like, if you go to somebody's house, and they have, like, a four. 48 or like a 52 or a 55. Like they all just look like big TVs, I disagree. right? But when you go to somebody's house and they have a 65, you you realize oh, yeah, that I they agree. get a big a TV. It's either I want a 65 or I have one. 65 Maybe a I have a 55. TV, you know what? Man. Maybe it is a 55 yeah. that we have at home. Yeah. Can you hang yeah. something that big on the wall or will it rip the wall down? Well, I bought that frame TV, right? The, and the, the Samsung frame. And the picture is okay. It's not my primary TV, but it's a smart TV and it does everything that I needed to do. Um, but the thing that I like about it, and I couldn't believe that they were the first people to do this sort of tech, which is the TV hangs on the wall, right? Which is fine, which is normal. Um, but the only thing that goes to the TV is one single wire. Mm -hmm. And that single wire is all your HDMIs and the power. So oh, it yeah. goes, you have a hub down below. So, yeah. So in the cabinet down below the TV, there's a hub. And that hub is what you mm -hmm. plug all your stuff into. Oh, And smart. so if anything goes wrong, so, and it's your power, it's everything else. So you're only ever going to have to run one wire mm. from the TV to the hub. And that hub, you can buy an extender. So that hub you can put anywhere. Oh, convenient. Right? Yeah. yeah. And so and then the remote is it's RF as opposed to a, whatever it is, but it, you don't have to have an oh, it doesn't have to see the thing that it's yeah. hitting, right? Yeah. Um so oh, which is so amazing. So yeah, so having the hub was game changing for me because I find all that stuff to be so ugly, right? And I don't want to run individual HDMI. So now everything that I, I have, like an external yeah, drive yes. or all of those little things, the HDMI cables that I have are literally, I buy 12 inch HDMI, 12 inch, yeah, um, I, buy, <laughs> I buy 12 inch HDMI cables, right? And that's all I need. I no longer am running all of these giant cables through, through the back, like a hole in the wall in the back of the TV. Uh, Mel asks, uh, Mocha, why do you always refer to your dad as Vern, my dad? I don't know. <laughs> I, I didn't even realize I did yeah, that. Yeah, my dad, Vern. Oh, you know why? Because people, like when they listen to this show, let's say they may not, like, I don't know, Mel, how long you've been listening to the show for, but let's say if, um, they haven't been listening for a long time, mm -hmm. maybe they just started tuning in this week mm -hmm. and we're telling a story. And if I say, oh yeah, I was kicking it with Vern the other day, mm -hmm. just to give a little bit more context, Vern Always. is my dad. We did that with everybody. I think it's interesting because I think what makes that a standout is that most people don't ever 
or that often use their father's first names or their mother's first names, right? right. It's always mom or, it's always mom or dad. Because I know we've been doing the show for 11 years, and anytime I say Catherine, I always say my girlfriend Catherine. Right. Right? Maury's dad, Frank. Frank. You know, um, Maury's husband, damn it, Matthew. Like, and it just helps with the show and it helps with storytelling. But it only ever sounds weird when you hear somebody referring to their father because that seems unusual. It seems unusual right. for somebody to refer to their father with their name. Do you know what my dad's Instagram handle is? What? Damn it, dad. Is it? Yeah. No, it's not. <laughs> Did you just say that to get him followers? No, he no. He, he started that on his own. Oh, he did. He, but he damn spelled it, dad? it spelled "damn it" wrong, but oh. "damn it, dad." Oh, oh why, how did he spell "damn it"? With I think it without the N. D A M I T. Why didn't he do "damn it, Frank"? Yeah, I think because that way Daniel and Kyle don't. He doesn't want them to call him Frank. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. There you go. With, oh, with, there he is. Yeah, see, <laughs> he's got nine followers. He's got one post, and it's just him uh, from <laughs> looking, June of last year. Looking sexy. Oh man, yo, why did he crop out your new mom? <laughs> it's Frank. It's Frank with Donna, right? But Donna's like cropped out. You can still see a little bit of her forehead, half of her eye. Yeah, it's Frank with Donna's eyebrow. <laughs> Yo, your new mom is not going to be happy about that. No. All right, there we go. Uh, every week on Instagram at Kiss925 is where you'll find Ask Roz and Mocha. We love these questions that come in, so uh, please keep them coming. Thanks for listening to the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Catch the guys live. Weekday mornings from 6 to 10. On KISS 92.5. KISS 92.5.com. Or download the KISS 92.5 app.